Welcome everybody to podcast number 125, another milestone reached by our podcast crew. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good, bud. How about you? We're good. Uh, slight technical difficulties with our mystery guest. Uh, <laughs> and, and me. I'm, I'm about like three seconds away taking a sledgehammer to a computer, so <laughs> if you guys see me disappear, that's what I'm doing. So you're a Bills fan. <laughs> you know what i was rooting for them i was absolutely rooting for them it's hard it's hard not to cheer for the bills and their and their fans are second to none fans are good to none but zero chance i could uh obviously cheer for them josh allen's gonna be like a threat forever of course Mahomes is better but that's okay you guys got I'm I'm inter- I'm I'm interested. You got your shelf life. I mean, yeah, you're going to have some good players, but your salary is going to hit up real bad next year. So we'll see how like the role players are going to be around for a while. Nope, for for sure. Yeah. So take it. Take this for all you can. That's the yeah. idea. Yeah. Go win one more. <laughs> Super Bowl is pretty much what they're going for, Tim. They don't yep. really care about salary at the moment. Yeah. I, I'm rooting um, for Stafford now. I think I'm going to root for Stafford. I don't know. He'll forever be a Detroit Lion, and he he deserves it though. He deserves it. I have a funny feeling our mystery guest wants to be a part of this conversation, no. so we might as well no no um, no. no yeah yeah. Uh, nah. might, we might as well pay some bills here, and uh, go through our sponsors, and then we'll bring in our mystery guest right away, and then we can start this conversation all over again if you guys want to. <laughs> uh, so for as little as two dollars a month, you can patron at Patreon.com/slash5pinuniverse and help support us, bring these podcasts to you every week, and special episodes like this. The it's not really a debate night. It's kind of where we're going with Five Pin Universe and what we're all a part of and our thoughts on that whole thing. And once again, All-Star Bowling Sales, our sponsor of the week. Um, we are doing hashtag All-Star Giveaway this week. So if you want in on it, I well, do. Share it on the screen there. Weber's in there <laughs> so fast. <laughs> For what? You're never buying a new set of bowling balls. What you do buy a hundred buy a hundred dollars worth of rosin bags, I, or puff balls maybe. Yeah. Puff balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So without further ado, our mystery guest is. Everybody knew it was going to be Mitch Davies. Let's be honest. Oh. <laughs> How's it going? It's not even a mystery anymore. Welcome yeah. aboard. <laughs> How's it Long going, guys? Friend of the show. Good, good, yeah. great, great. It's good to see you. Happy to be here again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let, let's go with the the biggest question in the room: Is Ontario back to bowling, Mitch, or is that still? Yeah, uh, as of Monday, I believe Monday we're open up. So I think uh, Ontario has its first tournament next weekend. We have the master. There's a Masters. Uh, it's their second tournament. Um, it's a drop. So the first one doesn't really count. You can drop that one. Uh, I've personally been debating on playing. Uh, still toss up in the air, but we'll see. Uh, but I'm, I'm leaning towards yes. I hope to. I hope lots of people will. I hope um, we can get a big, uh, big turnout for our tournaments. Obviously, uh, Timmins is a go, uh, as you guys have probably seen. Uh, Tim, um, awesome. pushing that pretty hard. I know there's like some logistical problems there for uh, amount of people that are allowed in there, but really that only affects the. Uh, 
the best ball. So we should be okay for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, awesome after that, the weekend or the Monday directly after Timmins, of course, they re- get rid of all restrictions on capacities for us. So our I'll have a best ball tournament in March, and then our invitational in March, and then hopefully we're able to play our open um, full go. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. great to hear. Yeah, we're at a 50% capacity, obviously, starting off, so that doesn't affect our leagues or anything like that. We should be good. Yeah, for sure. Great. I think Timmins was 74 without staff and volunteers, so yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll be fine for their shifts. But, yeah, the best ball scenario will be a little bit tough. But Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, there's going to be people uh, coming in and out. You're going to probably be close to over at some points, whatever. But hopefully... Uh, Hopefully we still have a good weekend. I think we'll, we'll make the best of it, and luckily we're just still keeping it going. Yeah, no, right. for sure. They always put on a good show, and I know you guys are there uh, to support them and stuff, and just to give Greg DeGrazia some money, so it works out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how she goes. Uh, happy birthday to Greg while we're at it, too. Yeah, happy yeah, birthday, Greg. Birthday yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he can put it together for his sleeping giants once in a while. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I yeah. We're hoping they wake up eventually. Yeah. <laughs> they're in hibernation. Yeah. <laughs> there, 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 there have been some struggling teams out there, you know, but uh, are disappointing, I guess, and maybe they're the it's, ones. It's tough when you're doing like one game or two games at a time, and like, and then you may wait some like you know a month for. Your next match, or two months, or four months for your next match. So I understand it's tough, but they're they're pros. They'll figure it out one day. That's my excuse too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't know if they have much chance at this year. I mean, uh, I, I was just looking over some of the numbers there, uh, sending it to Carrie and Dexter. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna have much of a chance there to uh, to make it into the to, to the playdowns. You know, at the beginning of the year. There's uh, obviously I looked at a bunch of teams and Next Gen was a great team. There's you know BPG Toppler, all the other teams we're facing. But I looked at uh, T Bay and I was like, that team is going to be dynamite because they're yeah. going to be they're going to be super tough. They have a great thing. Ooh. And then, oh, uh, do, is that we, is, is, is that on the schedule? Flash, do we have a flash <laughs> warning on this? <laughs> there's an epileptic oh, I, I apologize <laughs> if anyone just had a seizure. <laughs> Second here, I'll get this figured out. <laughs> but I, I, I thought for sure they'd be the team that'd be one of the best teams on paper, right? And absolutely. When we didn't have to do the crossover against them, I was like, perfect, right? And uh, yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, they still have some games left. I mean, they only played four, so they have. They, they, they have still have the four left. four matches, right? If they if they end up going like seven one or something, the next match they're right back into it, right? Yeah, they're they're exactly. only three three points back with two two games and, to go. And would you guys also because uh, because. With the, I mean, the Okanagan and Dream Crushers and and Heartland still have to play Toppler and the Bombers, right? And exactly. That, so there is a little bit of a a cross thing, right? So, you know what though, Adam? I was just looking at the numbers again. Obviously, <clears throat> if they go six across, right? That's twenty four for their uh, for their four games. That only puts them at thirty seven. I don't know if that's going to be enough projected points to put them in the uh, top three in that division. Um, even even if the six two is against T uh, Bay, uh, or sorry, against um, Bonnie Dune, I don't know if that would be enough. So it it would definitely have to be sevens across, or at least seven average. 
And, yeah, I, uh, I would agree with that, or, or at least uh, like right around that like 26, 27 point mark. Yeah, uh, you know, give, give them that 39 points and basically let uh, you know top of the bombers and next gen uh, beat up on you know the, the dream crushers and who else are they playing? The uh, Okanagan, Okanagan, and Heartland. Yeah. So, so the, the, those are likely going to go kind of each each way, you know, six two five three type thing. So it gives them lots of room to to really jump up. But they they must basically go like a seven. Probably their ne- their next match would be my my guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, honestly, it it just shows how good of a Taylor coach is, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> coaching matters, right? Coaching matters. Coaching matters. <laughs> Obviously, that's, it's that's the lineup, right? right? That's yeah. right. Has to be. Has to be. I mean, there's there's some there's definitely some teams that have underperformed. You know what I mean? Like if you if you look at the. Uh, Hey, Kevin, you know what? Like I said, I was running the numbers today. I basically have uh, Paradise right now as the fifth-ranked team looking to win. They're, they're not that far out of it. Uh, they, have a, uh, they have an easier schedule if you're going by how teams have played up until this point. Um, so they actually have a good chance to make it in that top three of that division, especially yeah. with the Dream Crushers essentially running away with it. Um, infinite, infinite Escape is Regina. Oh, Sorry, it was Parrot. Oh, my bad, my bad. I was looking yeah. at Paradise. My bad. I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong one. Yeah. They're they're done. They're done. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at your numbers there, Mitch, and I, I see that you uh, projected Next Gen as the best team on paper. Yeah, basically we got Next Gen at minus one ten odds. Um, right Can you now, bring that up, Kerry. Yeah, I can bring that up so, for you. Oh, so I changed them a little bit. Uh, uh, or did I did I send you their updated one adjusted? I have I have the adjusted. Yeah, adjusted. One, yeah. 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 Okay. Here. Oh yeah, I'll bring it up here. Um, let's just give me a second here. Hopefully, no epilepsy stuff going on this time. Yeah. Well done. Okay, so if you look at it right now, basically you got next gen at minus one ten and dream crushers at one twenty. Now the reason for that is. Um, Bonnie Dune obviously has a stacked lineup as, as well as any any other top four teams for sure, but it's where they play. Uh, it's nothing against them. It's just a matter of it is what it is. They that's they're playing at Bonnie Dune. They're going to get an extra ten sticks pretty much on every game. Did um, you uh, did you happen to watch the uh, the matches on the weekend? I did, I did. But the 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 only thing is, you guys. <laughs> I know, I get it, I get it. I'm saying, hey, hey, hey Mitch, Mitch, don't yeah. worry. Dex, Dex also watched that match. I did. I oh, absolutely did watch that. That's right. It's too um, bad because we we probably could have yanked someone else too. Now, <laughs> yanked a few people. But, oh yeah, Carrie, you could have been long gone. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. Totally fair. Um, Bonnie Doom plays Kingpins, Timmins, and T-Bay. The way T-Bay's been playing, who know, like, you don't know what you're going to get with that team, but they've definitely underperformed. Um, they still have a chance to make it in, but they definitely got to go sevens across. Um, I no, like I Evan. I- We've also played on three different sets in the house. How is that our problem? Okay, so, Evan. <laughs> it, 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 I'm it's not- still at Bonnie Doom. <laughs> yeah, my, my job here isn't to chirp the shit out of you guys, okay? I'm telling you. <laughs> We're, I'm just, we're, we're just enjoying it. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah continue. I, I'm just giving you guys projected points. Essentially, Top of Rose is only three up, and they still have to play the Dream Crushers and the Kingpins, whereas Bonnie Dunes already played the Dream Crushers. They're out of the way, and they're three back. I mean, yeah. and they're playing at Bonnie Dunes. So they get to play the Kingpins, Timmins, and T-Bay. 
I'm Timmons has been a dumpster fire. They're basically the Jags. Um, <laughs> they've oh, had a rough. They- oh, oh. <laughs> 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 oh Jesus! No, you're wow. <laughs> no, they have been. I mean, they had, they had a rough goal. They got four games left, and they're projected to get 11 points in the next four games. It's not. It's not a good year for them. They got to rebuild. They got to go back to the drawing board next year. Come back stronger. Um, <laughs> oh my God! All right. But yeah, so essentially, I've got I got um, Bonnie Doon there uh, to go forty-one and a half points and make it up to the top of the division. And once they get that buy, that buy is ever so important. I mean, uh, it's not just yeah. the fact that you're not playing that game; it's nothing to do with rest. Obviously, where this is five and bowling, we're not talking about getting smoked. So, um, but once you have that buy, that that one game before the buy is only a one-game match. Anything can happen in there. It doesn't matter who you're playing, where you're playing. Um, you, you could have some problems. Whereas the next round and especially the finals comes down to who's better for the whole day and not just one game. So uh, I still have next gen as the number one ranked team to go all the way because of where they play and the team that they have uh, and, and the schedule they have down the stretch um, schedule matters. I mean, where you're playing guys and who, and uh, when you're playing them is a big, is a big factor. Dream Crusher's number two and Toppler, uh, you know, they're definitely playing well. They have a great, uh, great lineup as well. And PPG as well. But, um, it's looking like those three teams are going to make it in off that division. And uh, the other division is Dream, is Dream Crushers. But Paradise has definitely got an easier schedule down the stretch. So they could yes. definitely squeak in there and make it to um, make it to the, to, to the playdowns for sure. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Mm. But the scariest lineup for me, if, if they get past that one game match, is BPG. Yeah. Uh, they got a stacked lineup, especially playing in Sherwood Park. I'm like, I know I chirp the shit out of Sherwood Park. It's garbage, but <laughs> um, it, can, it can still score. So uh, they're playing in a good scoring center. They got a great scoring uh, players. Uh, the whole foundation of the team is really well put together as well. So I, 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 it's anybody's race for sure. But I like uh, if, if I were to pick one team coming off the um, coming for the odds, you know, I, I if I were looking at it, I'd be like, you know what, Heartland, uh, they got a great team too. They could squeak in there, plus 325 for the bang for your buck. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> I love this. I absolutely love it. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at right now. That's what I did today because I was bored. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. awesome. So, so Mitch, what, what do you have uh, for like preliminary odds for uh, the February 6th taping? Yeah, so right below, right below that, um, I was I was going over that as well. Uh, Regina is playing Timmins. I mean, th- th- let's just say it like how it is right now. These three matches are not the best matches we're ever going to have here on the five PL. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know what to say about these matches. They Fox wouldn't even want them. You know what I mean? They'd be like, okay, send them to CBS. Yep, flex, flex, laundry boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, um, Regina 44 and a half over Timmins. Timmins, you still got to have it at 1,200 score. Uh, they play in a good scoring center, and they can still put it together. Um, but they're having a rough season. They've got to come back, uh, and, and they got to show off what they can for the rest of the year. Uh, Paradise needs this game, man. Paradise... They need to run the table, and they've got the team to do it, and they've got the schedule to do it. So 
I mean, if I were if I were a betting man, I'd be minus seventy four and a half all day long. <laughs> 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 yeah. I know, I know, Al. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> and uh, T Bay, I mean, yeah, again, T Bay's got to come out strong. Uh, but that's a, that's a good line right there with Paradise needing both games. Uh, T Bay could uh, could definitely keep it close, and especially win the game. Uh, it just depends how Greg's going to play. I mean, he's been struggling in the league. Uh, I mean, he's their best player. If he's not going to come out and play like the best player, then they're in trouble. Yeah, both him and Taylor need to be on top of their games. I, yeah, I saw Taylor's been playing pretty decent for the three games or uh, yeah, the four games that they played. Um, average wise, I don't know about uh, consistency. I didn't look at it as individual games, but. Greg, Greg's got to be the guy, man. Greg's got to be the one to come through and play like the leader he's got to be. Yep. Let's see if we can uh, pull up the individual stats here. We won't scroll down too far because I'm at the bottom of this list. But, uh... <laughs> well, I like this little search. I like you this can, little yeah, search function. Search it. Yeah. yeah. What do you want? You want Taylor? Yeah, go ahead. I, now, I don't know if you could see individual games. I know he was like 279 or so. Or, was I wrong there? 266. Yeah, okay. 266. Yeah, so he's been playing decent enough, and I like I know he's only got 26 frames in, um, but it's going to be him and, and Greg that have definitely got to take off. But if, if Greg plays like Greg plays, I mean, a lot of teams Absolutely. are in trouble. You, you know, yeah. but the thing with T- right. TBA, they have two really good players in, in their ladies and Sam and, and Alyssa, right? And you know what? If, if they're running two ladies in the starting lineup, let's say, and they're both playing well, you can bring the other guy off the bench. It's going to be... Super I, good with that. I know, but two things, Tim. Um, one, you're not going to ever put Greg on the bench. It's just not going to happen. No, no, you're I'm gonna... not saying Greg. I'm not saying Greg. Right. Okay. I, I know, but like when it comes down to it, like I mean, you're talking about role players when you're talking about the guy that's got to be the guy. You know, and and, and that's I, I have to say, like I mean, Greg's one of my best friends. You know, but I'd say he's definitely underperforming, and he knows he's underperforming, and it's because of like if he steps up, they win games. That's just the way it is. No, but no. What, what I'm saying is, you, you have I think you have, I think you start the two girls on that team, and then you start um, Greg and and Taylor, and then you have three other guys can hop in that lineup anywhere else, right? That's how yeah, I, I s- kind of foresee it. Yeah, I see the, the strategy the, for sure. The, the but... one thing with Taylor, though, right? Like he with with him acting as manager as well. I, I think in the first few games there. Um, with him taking the bench uh, completely um, a couple times, I, I don't necessarily think that that helped the team either, no. right? No, so, it, I definitely like, don't you, think it did. You, you definitely yeah. wanted to, you know, to spread it around and make sure everybody's playing, but the, these last three or four games that they're going to have, uh, they're, they're absolutely going to have to have their best lineup out there, mm-hmm. uh, especially if they're going to try to climb that ladder in uh, that division. Mm-hmm. When you have when you have Greg, you have Taylor, you have Dan, or yeah, sorry, yeah, Taylor, and then Dan Taylor, right? Um, those those are three super solid bid, super solid. Yeah, the team solid. Like I said, I project Absolutely. them at thir- I project them at thirty four points. That's only four points off of the projected third place in their division. So it's it's definitely there. It's possible, but they're gonna have to run sevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're abs- you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, we can't we can't I drink that. Here. I agree with that. It's, it's, I bet you it's it's on the convoy here. I bet you though. So let's continue on the five PL talk. Um, let's look at season two of the five PL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. S- 
Yeah. Yeah, what so, do you want to know? <laughs> you're, the, you're the president. I don't know. Let me know. Mitch Davies for commissioner. Mitch uh, Davies yeah. for oh. commissioner. Yeah. So, Unpaid we are position. obviously looking at raising franchise fees because um, a lot of teams want to join and obviously we want to include as many as we can, but it has to be within within reason of production estimates and stuff like that. So franchise fees will definitely be going up. That's still to be discussed. Um, but some of that franchise money will be going towards a commissioner and two technical directors. Cause I think if we get more than, let's say we go to 20 teams, we do two 10 division or two, two divisions of 10. We're going to need to run two streams simultaneously on YouTube and all that stuff. So we need technical directors that can run that stuff. They will be paid positions. So keep that in mind for anybody that's interested, knows a little bit about live streaming, has great internet, has a decent computer. Um, everything we do is logistically remote. So if you can be in your basement, as long as you have good internet and good computer, you can help us run the league. So keep that in mind. It's a, a great way to bring in income and yes, it will take up your Sunday morning or your Sunday afternoon depends where you are in the country but it uh, hopefully will bring some cash in your pocket and help produce 5-pin bowling for people to watch. And we will make sure that it never conflicts with your your regular tournaments and stuff like that too because we don't we want to conflict try, with yeah. anybody's regular tournaments so we'll do our best right. to avoid that and if we have two technical directors then we can work around some schedules that way too. Yeah, and that's so. and that'll be a huge part of the commissioner's position, right? Trying to figure that stuff out logistically, scheduling and all that good stuff. But would the yeah. general idea be like a Eastern Canada division, Western Canada division, so we could kind of stagger times? Um, if for scheduling wise, that would be fantastic. That would make the most sense. But I think we want to bring competition from across the country against each other because you're always going to be facing the same teams in your own your own part of the country and let, let's face it out west we always see the same people all that good stuff it'd be fun to play against eastern canada throughout the season so um with that being said i would like to see cross division play going on um but yeah if if scheduling and time scheduling is a huge factor then yeah that is definitely something that we could look at for sure Almost thinking that, uh, you know, if there's like a, a, a 9 a.m. Eastern, like be basically, you know, 7 a.m. our time in, in Alberta and, uh, you know, basically have their three hour show and then we have our three hour show piggybacking. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I totally agree. Like we I think everybody wants to play with everybody across the country, um, mm -hmm. but that that might be a I don't know. It might be an interesting way to at least well, kind of push. The if, east if, and west yeah if you have a, a bc versus newfoundland that's four and a half hours right sure. so that's a yeah. huge yeah. difference oh. yeah but that like if you're gonna have like you said like a three or four hour time difference that you can schedule around that but a two hour difference really isn't that big of a feat no. um obviously we're doing it this season so it shouldn't be that big of an issue but I, I definitely see a scheduling thing that a lot of people might want to see, but I don't know. It's working all right this season. Obviously, it, it, it's a trial and error situation, but. Yeah. Uh, what would, would you look? What, what would you be looking at for franchise fees? Like, what's the what's the appropriate number you think? 
Well, so I'm sure everybody knows right now it's a thousand right now, and whatever production funds we brought in is from sponsorship. So, um, with that being said, that's our advertising, the commercials, and stuff like that. But we want to put as much prize money back into the prize pool as we can. So I would think you would have to at least go to two grand a team plus sponsorship. You have to bring a sponsor with you or something like that. Something to help grow, grow the, the chance to pay people to run this thing and also promote it. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think two grand is, is, is fine. I, you've got, Seven people on a team plus a coach plus triple the fee. Eh? Okay, um, <laughs> you got a coach, you got a manager, whatever the case may be. They can pitch into and become part of the team and become part of the payment process and whatever. Um, but like eighteen hundred, if you go six people, eighteen hundred is three hundred, right? So uh, that that for a league in general, like if you were just playing a league. If you're playing 35 weeks, you're paying $25 a week, you're paying like eight and a half or whatever it is, right? So I know it's just the problem is you're paying it all up front. And um, I don't know if IPL has payment plans. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But it, maybe it's like half down up front. If we're going to – say we even do go to two grand or 2500 If you say, okay, guys, 1250 now, 1250 in um, December 1st. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So the way I see it is, I mean, hey, look, look. If we put it at $2,000 – but split between eight people, so that's seven players and a coach. Yeah, it's you're, you're you're looking at two hundred and fifty dollars a person, which is really a cash turn, one cash turn entry, and half of and, these people would be playing that anyways. And and let's be fair, a lot of these teams are pulling sponsors anyways, so it's not all out of pocket anyways. Mm-hmm. But what I'm thinking, Mitch, too, is if we start the season two um, production rolling and stuff like that, let's say in July. You, you have to get team shirts. You have to do all this stuff. So the prepayment probably comes in July or August, and then the next payment comes before the league starts in September or October, whenever the league starts. It should be fully paid by the time the league starts because not saying any team would ever do it, but what if you get smoked in your first four matches and you play nine matches total? Do you just say, you know what, who really cares? I'm, I'm in a remote location. <laughs> Could be the Jags, right? Could be, <laughs> could be the Timmons team, yeah. Um, <laughs> no. But you know that in slow, in other I've, sports, that stuff all seen happens. It. So. We've all seen it. It's not necessarily the team. It's like usually one individual or two individuals, and then they yeah. fuck everybody else. So then you can't you, – yeah. you've got to fork out the money, right? You're the one liable if you're the captain or whatever. <laughs> it's just it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So I think being prepaid is, is a huge – a huge step that we have to take, and I, I feel sorry for people for teams that say like maybe we can't come up with twenty five hundred dollars or two grand or whatever that situation yeah. is in that short amount of time. But with the amount of interest we've had across the country, we're not going to have a problem filling, let's say, a twenty team roster. So mm-hmm. now it becomes okay. We're looking for commitment. If you're committed and want to play, you'll find the cash. You'll find the sponsors. You'll you'll yeah. do that step. So yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I hear you. I, I would love to have a team too. I've talked to my uh, proprietor as well for next year. Uh, he's open to the idea. I've, I've let him know like, Hey, seven weeks a year, this could happen. Um, I could be playing at one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. It's a possibility. He's like, well, you know, I we'll have to work. I'm like, well, you know, if, 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 if you, uh, 
if you say yes, you say yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's <laughs> yeah. no like, hey, like, hey, I can't this day. Like, no, I've got to be able to have a lane. You know, yeah. like, yeah. but if, if you know three, four months in advance, I could tell the guy. And then, you know, like, obviously we asked the 5PL, like, hey, um, can we play some games in September? Obviously, because it's his, it's his um, you know, less busy time. We're playing at yeah. one o'clock. I don't mind playing a BC team in September, the second week of September, uh, when at one o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. But don't put me at two o'clock in the afternoon on the third week in December. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's yeah, got to be give and take sure. on all three sides, right? Proprietor, team, and F, uh, 5PL. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, exactly. And and there has been, like, so season one, there's been lots of give and take. We've, we're on version 5.8 of the scheduling. Like, <laughs> this is, it's been reworked, 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 and there's even been still hiccups and stuff like that. So, there's lots of that and that's where the commissioner and the technical directors will come in and figure that stuff out because i'm i'm good i'm i don't need to do this i've done it for a season i'm i'm happy <laughs> i want to i want to concentrate on bowling <laughs> yeah no i i totally agree on that one um i i've someone will, someone will definitely take this position it the, the, the hardest part carry is going to be and i've been in the same situation many times myself and maybe dex maybe tim uh, it's your baby, and you're gonna want to you're gonna want to see it through sometimes, and you're gonna want to make sure things happen sometimes the way that you want them to happen, and you're gonna have to let it go, you know. And and and, and, <laughs> and that's the truth. That's the truth, yeah. man. I've done it myself many times where I'm like, no, don't do that, don't do that. And they'll, they'll be like, Mitch, get the fuck out of here. And then <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you know. And and uh, that's where you've got to realize, hey, I got to take a step back sometimes. Yeah. You know, no, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. What are you apologizing? Hey, his, uh, his first, first one came thirty minutes in. I was quite impressed, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you speak like a very good commissioner, Mitch. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what else is on Sundays though? Oh, it's uh, this thing called football. So I figure like. <laughs> I couldn't he, do every week, man. Yeah, he, you know he's hated just as much as Goodell too, so that's perfect. <laughs> the commissioners, I don't think the commissioners going to need to be available every week. It, technical directors will have to be there. Commissioner just has to organize and communicate. They don't have to be I, there every week. I would have no problem doing that. Uh, I just wouldn't want to be able to do the live streams every week. You know, I, I I'd have no problem coming on every yeah. now and then to do one. Absolutely, especially if Seattle's on by. You know, we can we can work this out. But I, I, all year. Oh God, <laughs> Russell's not going to even be there anymore. So no, you, they said that last year. Okay. <laughs> I hope Pete's uh, gone. Yeah, but yeah, you know, no, I'd be open to it for sure. So, uh, as far as scheduling goes and being a commissioner and whatnot, I would be open to it. I, I think I think it'd be cool. You know, when the ref comes in and has his little blurb, I think that'd be cool. You Mitch hops, hops in the middle of the thing and says his little blurb and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> i just i just start throwing flags i'm like all right you five points off timmins stop showing up <laughs> you're, you're getting all the virtual booths oh, and everything man. oh yeah, oh, yeah. i would i wouldn't allow him at timmins anymore yeah, no, he, he just he just made the mighty plucks up like a, a pinata for the evening and just smashing it <laughs> <laughs> they still have the, my favorite jerseys and favorite logo of all. Everything. 
All the teams, so. They dress the part. Yeah. They've got that. They <laughs> dress the oh, part. <laughs> uh, Al knows oh, I love him. Awesome. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do we, oh, that's good. Do we want to shift uh, topics here? I, sure. I, I, um, what do you got? Now, I have one here. That, that last week, I, uh, I put a proposal yeah. out to our, 14, our 13 zones for our open um, to make a change. And I've talked to Tim about this. I've talked to several proprietors. I've talked to several uh, zone and um, 05 reps. I, someone's got a. Oh, we're good. We're good. Okay. Um, and I, I, I want to say I think this is like the most logistical way to go about this, and the best way to go about this for Ontario. I'm not saying this is for the rest of the country. Um, <clears throat> the proposal was put forth last week, and basically all it is, guys, is every every province runs their provincials and their zone qualifying a different way. Um, I know it's, there is a, I know there is one common way that we all have with the zone qualifying and whatnot, but I think, uh, for Ontario, the way the things are, are heading, we need to go to a make your own team, um, format, uh, right now, I give, uh, uh, just some of the stats, emergency spare for the sixth, <laughs> what for five PL what for his team? Yeah, you could. You could be a, a, a guest, a guest player. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I like. That. <laughs> uh, I want to. I want to be picked up by a winning team. So. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> They're playing Okanagan. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I love it. Um, so right now, uh, the, uh, two years prior to the pandemic, we had 464 entries. Um, the year prior to the pandemic, we had 420 entries. And then this, pa- this past year, uh, 2022, uh, we had 304 entries for our Open. That's 13 zones. That's, that's terrible. Um, my zone's one of the biggest zones. We had 25 total entries. Um, it's, it's not going well. It's not going good. And I, and I, and I really think we need to be a huge advocate here for the, for change and, and try something different. Cause I do think that one day this is going to happen anyways. It's just, I don't want to miss the boat to where it could be, um, a thriving tournament instead of just a surviving tournament. Uh, and I, and I hope we can get there. I, like I, I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. I've had, there's been lots of discussion and I know a lot of people have had, um, some negative and positive things to say about it. So hopefully, uh, where do you guys stand? I know maybe you guys have read the proposal or not. Uh, for you mm-hmm. guys in the comments section, uh, if you guys go to open qualifying results for every year, you can go read the proposal for yourselves if you so wish. Um, mm-hmm. well, so what are what some you, of the bullet points there, Mitch, of it? So, so some of the bullet points are make your own team, six players, pick your own coach. Uh, they have to have a level two, obviously, just the same standards as they do today. Uh, it would be seventeen or $1,800 per team. Uh, you can split that up however you want. You can have sponsorships. You could have your, your six players pay. You could have one player pay. You could have seven, add the coach. Whatever you want to do is up to your team, uh, essentially. Um, I've, I've, I've done all the finances for it. They're all laid out in the proposal as well to show uh, where we are today, where we, are, where we were yesterday, and where we would be tomorrow if we go about this. And um, basically, we would... My proposal has it under one roof, and I know that it's not always possible due to some 
factors and drama and everything that there is up top, maybe that we can't get it done to where a centralized location can have it. Maybe we have to go to two centers. Um, that is what it is. But uh, under the current stature that we have, um, we're going to be losing money. And they couldn't even run a banquet this year. They do. They said it was due to safety, and it might it might be due to COVID safety. Let's just say that it that it is okay. Um, but I, I truly believe it has something to do with finances as well. Uh, and so for those reasons, we couldn't even have a banquet. Um, so all of the all of the finances would be covered and and way above and beyond if we hit our targets for entries. And all we would need to do is have 24 teams to break even on everything. That's sending every player to nationals, paying for everything all their way, having the provincials paid for, banquet, pictures, all these things would all be covered under your $1,800. Um, and that's 24 teams and 70 singles. That's all you would need to have. And, and right now, as of today, we're sending 13, 13 zones with six singles, right? Three men, three women. Um, so I don't think that the singles portion would be even a factor and 24 teams. I don't think we would have a, fa- a, a problem getting to that either. So if you do get to the full 36 that are allocated under the, the lanes, um, the parameters that be given by the center timeframes, whatnot, everything like that, you have 36 teams, 144 singles, the 05 would essentially be profiting somewhere around $25,000 per year. And yeah, and and for the longevity of our sport and the and this tournament, I think we've got to look at these options. At least have a decent conversation about it, and not just throw it to the wayside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think? Uh, sorry, I'll just look at it from a bowler standpoint. Do you think there would be the the problem of running into like a dynasty super team that always gets put together? Yeah, you know, the 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 problem I have with that isn't so much that it would happen and that it, that it is happening already. So um, if you take example, I, I, I love to use this stat. Uh, since 2008, um, there's been four teams, four zones to win the men's division in Ontario. And only two of those teams have won once. Mm-hmm. Right. So Mitch, you can probably maybe explain uh, for the Ontario's sake um, how declaring your zone works down there. Maybe that's the reason because it also that helps – with the, the way teams are formed, right? Yeah, so cur- yeah. currently, obviously, if you live in a region, say Hamilton, for example, our region is just the city of Hamilton and the parameters uh, or the surrounding areas of that. So Waterdown, Burlington, uh, Winona, whatever. It's just, but it's basically just the GHA as a whole. Um, but if you do live outside that zone and you do play a, a, an 05 league in that zone, you can declare for that zone. So if you live in Ottawa, which is five hours away from me, you could play a league in Hamilton and declare Hamilton, right. technically. All right. So that does happen a lot in Toronto because no one actually lives in Toronto. A lot of people work in Toronto, so they'll play a league in Toronto. Or they live in New York Simcoe, which is just across the 401. So it's not really that far. So as of right now, I mean, if you, wanna, if you guys want to talk about stacking teams, it was happening for years and years to, to come. People just didn't want to say it because – it was offending people and whatever, right. whatever, you know, people play in Tri-County where the women would play and four of them wouldn't even be part of Tri-County. And I don't care. Like, you know, and it's the same thing today with Hamilton. I think uh, two players that we have currently don't even live in our zone yeah. that are so, on that ladies team. Oh, three, actually. It's three. It's three, half of them. 
So, Mitch, I, I, and I'm not just going to say a name out there. It's not it's not what he's doing. But uh, you have Cody Laycox. Cody played for he played for Metro Toronto. He played for Central, and now he's playing for Hamilton. Now is he not? Yeah. Right. So I mean, there, there's and he it's just the way the the declaration of your zone is. Right, and and so it's not Cody stacking a team. Cody is playing at a different center, but people have the opportunity to do that. Okay, so um, Cody lives in Hamilton now, though. That's oh, does he? Okay, yeah. So that that's different, but I understand where you're going with that because yeah, he did yeah. play in Central. He lived in Toronto, played in Central. I don't know. I think he made a mixed team. I, I, I think he made the mixed team. Um, he didn't make the men's team, which is primarily usually stacked there, but their mixed teams are usually pretty good too because they have an abundance of talent. Um, but then he went back to Metro, played in Metro where he lived, and then they won there. But that team hadn't won since 1992 or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Kathy. You have to play a league in that zone uh, uh, to be yeah, able before. to declare for that yeah. league. Yeah, before that. you can't just, And you have to be playing that league that current year as well. Right. Yeah. Right? So – there, there is there is merit to that aspect, right? Yeah. So uh, let me continue I, about the dynasty point. Uh, yeah. One second, Tim. Uh, yeah. Like the, the the dynasty portion is like that's what I'm saying to you right now. Though is that it's currently happening anyways, and mm-hmm. they're they're not stopping it regardless. So if it's happening, and and mixed teams are a prime example as well. I think Hamilton's won like seven of the ten years or something like that. It's because we have a uh, an abundance of talent. Just enough, just enough. And if you look at a lot of these zones, okay, to, to give reference here, Bay Quinney had two women show up and eight men, eight, eight men, okay? And I'm not saying they're a bad zone. There's people that use the words shit zones or whatever. I'm not using those. I'm saying that they're not getting the participation that we need to be able to continue on with the path that we're going. Yeah. So, it, yeah. and then Central. Central is the single-handedly has been one of the biggest zones uh, for our entire, for our province for the last, forever, forever. They didn't have enough women to complete a mixed team this year. And, and, and it's like, okay, where, where are we at right now? So how are we going to recoup these funds? How are we going to have these, this tournament continue on if our, if our greatest zone isn't having the participation we need? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Tim, if you have uh, like, uh, so as far as the stack teams go, like I said, it's currently already happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can look at the options if you want to go down in zones because that's what a lot of times that they do. We started off with 24 zones once upon a time. We're down to 13 zones and we're in the same conundrum we were in back then as well. People leave for whatever reasons, um, whether it's like, oh, they don't play with this person. They don't like the game anymore. Whatever the case may be. We've all heard them all before. Okay. But if you just go down in zones, it just seems like there's like a direct correlation between going down in zones and people not participating anymore as well, right? So yeah. you get the people that are like, okay, well, if I want to go to Ni- – if, if say Hamilton was to merge with Niagara, if Niagara has a decent uh, showing as well. They usually have like 30 people show up or whatever. And I say decent showing like – whereas that's not very good but decent, 30, whatever. Um, they're showing up, but are those same 30 people going to come when they merge with Hamilton – and they're like, well, there's 10 guys over there that are better than me or whatever the case may be. So now you're talking about they don't even get to go to provincials anymore. They're going to lose that that opportunity to go, and then they're just not going to play anymore. So right. um, is, is, it, is it the culture? Is, I think, is, that, is that an issue? Like you can call it the culture out there? Yeah, I think, I think that's a good way to put it, uh, Tim. Uh, mm-hmm. Culture is a very good word for it. I think uh, – 
people want to make provincials and they, they, they live for that, that feeling of going to provincials. And, and our, our provincials has always been a great, uh, great event, especially when it was in Hamilton every year. We'd have everybody under one roof. You'd be able to see everybody. And it was great. And I think, um, I, I think everybody, whenever they make a provincials, they want to come back. They do. It's just, uh, <clears throat> I, I, don't, I don't know how else to go about it other than like they get, to buy, get that direct buy-in. And I feel like if they can continue to go there year after year, they'll continue to participate. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially it's, if they're playing with people they it's, like. It's kind of like yeah. worlds for Candlepin and Duckpin, right? They mm-hmm. they build their team, they go, they compete at that level, and like you, you and all the Ontario people we've had on has said, your provincials is like a nationals. There's so many competitors, there's so much going on, there's so much happening that if you can guarantee that you're gonna fill that 36 teams or 24 plus. I think it's good for the sport because the people that want to compete at that level are going to be there. It's not going to be, oh, I'm going to play zones and hope I make it. It's going to be, no, we're going to put a team in and I'm going to put the best team I can get, right? Mm -hmm. I I do understand what Palmer's saying here too. Um, You know, kind of the the people on the cusp sort of thing. Um, You're not going to have the opportunity to have those veterans that, that, you know, make a perennially... Um, be able to pull them along and bring them to the next level and, you know, that kind of groom them a little. So that that is something that'll, that okay. could be lost. So mm. it, 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 may, it may be great now, but you may see repercussions so, for a couple down of years the down the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So can I can, – I'll, I'll start to say my piece with that me and Mitch have talked about this a lot, right? And – um, I, I think this could be a very viable option down in Ontario, right? I do have to commend Mitch for the proposal. Like, if you're going to bring something forward, he 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 had everything there. He had the he had the graphs, he had the the financials, he had everything there, and it was very well impressed, right, with how it works. Um, each province is run a little bit differently. If people don't know, some people just do an all star team. They qualify like a house, like one of our zone rounds, like the Maritimes, like PEI, Nova Scotia. And they'll just take the, the top six players or whatever, right? Um, Quebec, they have a provincial event, and they take the all-stars from the provincial event, right? Uh, it all depends where you're going. Now, um, I always look at the number of people you have qualifying, right? And and how much money you would be able to save or to raise or what, what Mitch is doing, right? In Alberta, in Alberta, we have, say we have about 200 people that qualify a year. Right in our in our five zones. If you look on average lately, within the last five years, not with COVID, so that we would be looking at about thirty three teams for provincials to cover that. Right? No, no, because you it depends on what you charge. You got to remember yeah, that right. the, the qualifying money no longer goes anywhere. That proprietor money does it, yeah. is now redundant. Right? It's gone. Fair. So, but but you're looking at so you're saying six people at eighteen hundred, so that's three hundred dollars a person, correct? Right? If you didn't the, charge your coach, and and you have to look at I don't know how your funding works out there, but our funding out here um, works by zone, right? So or zone level. So um, the I'll say the reason why some zones are more, uh, it's a lot easier for them to people to participate. You know, something like um, Palmer's like talking about there is because once you make it. Um, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, um, where you actually make it most, you get reimbursed somehow, right? Uh, Edmonton, you really don't have much cost, right? 
Edmonton does. What, Sorry, what I was, I was, no, one, no, I was, I was reading the thing. Yeah. I was reading yeah. the, 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 the graph yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think funding is a huge aspect on Alberta. And I think that's why we're successful. Um, if we're in like a place like Ontario, I don't think that would be nearly um, the case. Right. You got to look at the poorest zone, Tim. I don't think you look at the richest zone. But anyways, go ahead, Mitch. Let me answer uh, Dexter's there first when he's talking about Palmer playing with uh, elite level players. You know, not every 210 player or 220 player is not friends. Like, there's there are lots of people in the game that are friends with elite players. You know, I mean, they they, they just because they're elite and they're not elite doesn't mean they're not going to play with them as well. Like, I, I, I'm not saying that they that he might feel like he's outcasted where he can't get that opportunity, and I understand where he's coming from. I've, we've all been there once before. We were all, you know, um, it's a possibility. But they can play with whoever they so choose. So, I mean, it's like if, if they happen to get on a good team or – a team that they're friends with or whatever the case may be, then, then that's just fine for them. Um, and the second part to that whole thing is we have to stop looking individually at what, what am I going to get out of it? Or what, um, what can I achieve if I'm not on this team instead of looking at it like, well, this tournament can now be around for 30 more years because we're going to make X amount of dollars. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's all about money, but I am saying it's about longevity of money. You know, for sure, but but the, this is still an individual mm-hmm. sport, and, and ultimately the goal is to go to nationals and win it, right? So these Correct. people are going to look at it as they, hey, am I going to like, am I a going to pick up someone who's not established as a, a high level bowler, and it, you know, and and two, if you're not that established high level bowler, are you going to compete in something that you you may never have a chance to win at? So I don't know about your guys, but our provincials, a lot of the times is about, like, like I said, dude, like there's a low amount of, there's a low percentage of people that actually can win the provincials, right? Just the same as, just the same as yours. Okay. Um, we all know how it works. There's three teams primarily in every division that's going to win it. And that that's, and I'm not saying every dog can't have their day. Cause I've seen the South win, um, mm. before I've been at the nationals where the South was there. Um, but primarily, you know how it's going to go. Um, so they're already getting, so those zones sometimes, and I'm not saying, you know, they're going to get smoked regardless. Um, but, and maybe that's a harsh way of putting it. And I'm not trying to say that, but it, it, it can happen. Why are you holding back now? I know, I know. (laughs) I know it's, it's, it's really harsh to say it that way. And I'm not trying to sound rude when I do, but it happens. Um, but where I was going with this is like, I feel like a good 60 to 70% of our province plays the provincial plays the zone level just to make it to provincials. And that's all they care about. Yeah, and, right. and I truly believe that, that they go yeah. there for that experience of, I made the open provincials. I made, uh, I get to go to the banquet. I get to go hang out at the hotel. I get to see all the guys, the girls, the whatever the case may be. And I feel like that's a huge contributing factor of at least 70% of people. Well, Mitch, That's to tell fair. you the truth, after doing 124 of these podcasts, all the Ontario people we've had, there's been a select few that haven't felt that way, but most of them are like, the provincials are what they talk about. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. they're not even worried about the national. And no, and, and they, 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 they. That's they a determinant for five pin bowling alone, right there. I know, and like I the agree. national should be the biggest thing that you're looking forward to, right? That That's, you're the top of the thing. Oh, I I got second place at the Ontario Provincials. I feel really good about myself. Well, yeah. yeah, you should, but you didn't make nationals. 
Not no, just and, the and, goal, right? and I and I totally carry. Listen, I'm I'm behind you 100. My goal is not to win provincials. My goal is to go and win nationals, and that's the goal every year. Okay, hmm. but uh, some people don't look at it that way because, like, like I mean, there's realistic expectations as well, you know. But <clears throat> people, well, with people, 24 zones, I get it. <laughs> well, back, yeah, back in the day, that's what it was, and I, I mean, like, I'm not. I, I never try to discount it because a lot of people try to discount today. You know, and uh, I, everybody always talks about this format back in the day and whatever, and I hated it. I hate I hate listening to that story because I'm like, it's garbage. You play ten games and go home. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you like? What do you like? What are you guys actually talking? Oh, we played this many games. Blah blah blah. It's like you played ten games of a division of six people. So yeah, so you played ten games, and that was it across your whole weekend. If you didn't make singles, you just went there to play ten games. You might have sat the bench twice and then you went home. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? That, uh, just to me, it doesn't sound intriguing. It doesn't sound fun either. So I, I you know, I get all the stories and, and all the old timers and when they bring it up and I listen and I relish in it every time. And, and um, I respect them all the time. But I, I truly believe it can be better than it was back then. And it can definitely be better than it is now. Um, do, you, do you have any other questions uh, like about this? Like, because... I, I'm gonna have to answer all these eventually, anyway. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, Adam? What's your thoughts on it? You haven't spoken much about it. Well, I, 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 I did briefly read through it. The, the the one thing I really did like about the proposal is the fact that it, it would also give everybody that uh, that one zones weekend back as well, mm-hmm. right? Where you know, and ours is two, by the way. Ours two, is two weekends. Two right. weekends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so, well, it, so two two yeah. weekends, right? Mm-hmm. So just, and then now all of a sudden you're getting to provincial. Pro- provincials are incredible. Like I I truly love the Alberta provincials. Haven't played out of province, so uh, can't really speak too much on those. Uh, the, the the fact that you guys had so many zones for so many years, um, I, yeah, like like you mentioned, there's going to be those powerhouse zones anyways. So if you're stacking them, why not have the opportunity to bring kind of your your super team in, right? But um, I don't know. I, I I see valid points for for sure. I I definitely see the the financial side of it because every zone other than possibly other than no, Alberta for sure. Right, but even within Alberta, there there's some zone struggling, right? So, uh, but the the financial side of our game is uh, taking a step back, and I think that's also why participation has taken a, a huge step back. So, if they, this is t- type of proposal to kind of you know enhance the longevity of a province in this particular event, I, I definitely think it, it needs some serious attention. Yeah, and and like to. to- I know we go every time you bring this up automatically everybody goes to these dynasty teams or stack teams or whatever and I just want to reiterate again like I've been on stack teams for the last 10 years and I'm on another stacked mixed team this year you know it's been a rough it was a rough, <laughs> it was a rough December but you know like I uh, I'm on another stack team in comparison to competition as well again this year so um I'm I'm there every year on stack teams regardless so this isn't about me um I'm not doing this for my own selfishness here. I just truly want to see this end up not dying because I think that's where we're headed. And mm. again, I don't know how many times I've, I, I'm going to say this is because if we don't do it now, we're just going to be there in five years. So it, try to get the best of what you can. That's all. And um, yeah. and I and I hope I hope to have a fair shot. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. You know what? And new ideas like this is a it's it's beneficial, right? You had to bring something up sometimes. Right, and a new structure does help. 
Yeah, and I just, like I said, they're gonna, there's going to be the options to like reduce zones, and I just I just don't like seeing the same things happen every single time because all we've done uh, when I when I started even just 15 years ago pulling competitively, we had 16 zones. So I mean, now we're down three more, and we're going to probably be down another one next year, regardless. Like we would be down one, never mind five. So um, without COVID, we were going to go down one. So that's four zones in 15 years. You know, I mean, uh, we just keep doing the same things over and over again, and we lose participation anyways. So hopefully yeah. we can hopefully we can go down a better path. And and like I said, I, I'm glad for the conversation with you guys because I know we're high level players, and we're not always going to see it from maybe a lower level perspective. I don't know how else yeah. to say it. So that's fair. So Mitch, <laughs> I will I will say uh, when it comes to zones deteriorating, I, I feel like that's the same way as. As centers closing, you'll never retain those bowlers, right? And, and so, an option like this for Ontario, like I said, is very viable, right? That's all okay. I kinda... Okay, so you say we might lose them, whereas uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a, a, a thing here that I think about in my head for the last like say two months because I, w- I really went through like um, and we could talk about that next, but I really went through a port part. I really went through a part. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Hey, I need a case. I need a case though. <laughs> I really went through a part where uh, in my bowling for a good month, right after TPC, like, I, I don't know what happened. Like, I really went through a stretch where I just could not stop playing terrible. Like, I was just like, I just lost it. And, uh, you know, I kept waiting for bad things to happen instead of inspect, uh, expecting great things to happen, you know, and... Uh, that's kind of how I, I want to go about these things. Instead of play, trying to think about negatively in my head all the time, it's well, what's gonna, what grade is going to happen from this? You know. So where I, when you're going about um, losing players, I'm thinking about well, what about players that can come back? Because there's going to be a lot of players that are going to that never that haven't played in the last ten years that might come back to play with their friends on a team, and their no. dollar is just as good as mine. So no, and, and that's exactly what I'm saying because if you if you drop the if you keep it the same way you are and you're dropping it and you keep the zone trials the way it is, the the people are going to be not playing the traditional way because you're going to be losing them right. So your option where you guys maybe bring back new people that way that's, mm-hmm. that's might be a better option for you guys. Right um, and the, sorry, sorry and, and the simple fact that the YBC is not exactly thriving right now, we don't exactly have that feeder pool to to no. replace either. Yeah, exactly. So. So one other factor as well, Tim, you're, you're a zone president and an a, uh, you're on the A5 board as well. Yeah. Um, I was on my board for a long time, uh, five years. I shouldn't say that long. I know in comparison to a lot of people, it's not that long, but five years. And I advocated for a lot of people to come play the Open. And, you know, pretty much I'm the only one that's going to do that. I'm the only guy because, like, at the end of the day, you have your board members who are going to advocate for people to come try out. But no one else gives a shit. You know what I mean? The, the the random guy that's playing the open doesn't really care if <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President, that's right, uh, doesn't care <laughs> if more people come out. In fact, he'd rather see less people come out because that means his spot is more guaranteed than the next person if they don't come. Yeah. And yeah. and yes. I th- where I find with this though, Tim, is that if we go to make your own teams, you're going to have separate teams, individual teams, advocate for people to join their team. You're going to have people just coming out of the woodwork to be like, come play on my team, come play on my team. So now you have 50 or 36 different teams trying to advocate for people to come play on their team instead of one person from one zone to try to say, yeah. hey, come try out. Build, build a network from within. 
Correct. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. That's, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's I fair. totally agree with that. You know, and I, it's just... Like I said, I'm just trying to think about yeah, ways no. here that they can make it more beneficial. That's all. No, and mm-hmm. and you know, and we talked about the YBC feeder pool. There's it's not there anymore either, right? Um, and, you, but, you, and you and you see, I I think when you're looking at open in general with a zone, I think you have to look at more of a broader side. Is you have to not only uh, encourage the people, but you also have to develop them either. And I don't think a lot of zones are doing that either, right? Well, let's talk about the YBC for a second there, Tim, with this in regards to the Open. I mean, who's to say that those kids, they all know each other from all across the province. They all like each other. Who's to say they don't make a team themselves? Who's to say that they don't build a team from within the right way and the long, long, the long time way? You know what I mean? So now they yeah. can have a team that might be better than all of us in five years if they just continue to play together. And they're all friends. They have great camaraderie. They can probably practice together. They can meet up on weekends, have team like. They have all these abilities to be a great foundation for a team if they stick together as well. It's not just like, you know what I mean? And I look at some of the kids like Jarrett, like Sean, like Talon, these kids that are around. um, uh, Yeah, exactly. Well, that's another factor too, Chris, for sure. Um, I see all these kids and if they all played together, you know, I mean, it'd be, it'd be kind of like scary in a couple of years, you know, just like when you look at your kids out there and I'm not saying it would work out in Alberta because I really do think that you guys are, fine you have a lot of dedicated players and a lot yeah, of play- no. and, and the way it works there is great but imagine if those kids all did play together for five more years you know what i mean yeah it, no, it'd be kind of scary I, I, if we do something like this then carrie's guaranteed to be on a team yeah there you go it's <laughs> another thing yeah um what yeah. do you think because i have money is that what's going on here <laughs> sell the farm sell the farm starting friday starting friday but mitch you're right i mean it, it gives you two weekends not having to worry about in ontario um, it, it'd be no different if, if the Masters is the same thing for Provincials. You guys have six six things. We have three out there, right? I mean, yeah. you, could pro- you could probably do the same thing, right? Oh, we could, and I, I've advocated yeah. for it. But, I mean, people don't necessarily like that, to be honest. They want to do their six weekends. They like it that way, and um, and that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you, you know what it is signing up. Let's just say that. Um, yeah. So, hold like I said, hopefully we can get that to work out and uh, give give it a shot. So, uh, Mitch, I, I like I like the whole conversation. I think it's great. Yeah. We need more yeah. people willing to push forward and make changes in the game. Um, like like some people have said, I mean, things that have stayed stagnant for a hundred years that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the right way for it to happen now. And there's a lot of provinces that could definitely benefit from some sort of change, whether it's this change for them or a change to masters or how, how things so that it's more accessible to people and more fun for people. That's what we need in this game. So I really, I really like the conversation. Yeah. Now I've heard the one, I've heard the negatives too. Like, like I said, the stack teams and I've heard, I've heard one that said about the proprietors, like we're taking lineage directly out of their pocket. And, um, I understand that, but, Prior to the pandemic, uh, these same proprietors, when we would run a tournament on the Sunday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., would be telling us basically, like, we really don't want you here afternoon. You know, and, and, and I, listen, I get it. I get, I'm not saying, oh, pandemic, now obviously you don't want. No, what I'm saying is they'll be just fine without us. Without yeah. our $900 or $800 that we're giving you on a random Sunday in December, I know you could probably get a couple birthday parties or a cor- corporate Christmas party or whatever the case may be. And you'll be making yeah. tenfolds, especially when you're in December, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it kind of, but it's funny. Some of the proprietors who 
complain uh, and told you you guys can't have it now you might want it now with everything going on it, it, it's uh, sometimes it, it goes around full circle and you know what though but every zone has their opportunity to run whatever they want maybe they want to mm-hmm. do um, <clears throat> hey maybe they want to buy a spot and they want to say okay well we're going to run this little thing here for Hironi or whatever it is maybe they want to run a city championship maybe they want to run a cash tournament whatever I mean go for it you know, yeah, there's ways to recruit you're those selling, spots. Yeah, you're selling the spot. So if they buy a spot, they can run a roll-off for it. That's up yeah, to them. Absolutely. Right? You're, I don't, I don't. You're, you're just preparing a tournament for longevity and financial reasons. That makes total sense. However they fill it is up to them. Yeah, yeah like, like if you have the registration open at 9 p.m., you might have the Dream Crusher sign up. Um, but you also might have a team called Heronia. You might have a team called Ottawa. You know what I mean? And then they'll be like, oh, the, the, that team paid for it. They bought it. And they're like, okay, we're going to run a, um, a little qualifier for it or yeah, whatever. And, that, and that's an option yeah. too, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I think I just look at it like if this is how we're going to move forward, I think we should do it now and, and, and go full, full bore on it, really. Yeah. When, mm. when we're in a state where we're so <laughs> – used to change at this point everything's changing all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but right, right now everyone's adapting to everything at all all the time now now is the time where people are comfortable with james might as well do it now actually another thing about adapting is like let's look at it like this too we've had these covid scares where we don't even know if we're going to play provincials uh we've qualified twice now where we haven't been able to possibly play provincials i mean wouldn't this be an easy way to bypass these issues as well? Like, say the next year, say, say for some reason they, they turned around and said, no, no, capacity limits, no, you can't run a tournament like this, can't do this. So we turn around, we can't run the tournament, whatever. Next year, if we went with this, with this format, we'd be able to just take all the teams, sign them up, and then if we didn't play, we didn't play. Yeah. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have to run into all these issues where uh, t- teams qualifying, teams paying, whatever. You're just paying basically... And that's another thing. If we want to get down to the nitty gritty of money, my my zone is the cheapest in the in the province at one hundred and fifty dollars. There's there's zones out there that paid two hundred and five dollars this year. So, and then when you make it, it's another hundred and ten to one hundred and twenty dollars for um, I can't remember what these fees are, but it, it, there's something in there that we pay that goes towards a national assessment, provincial assessment, um, mm, yeah. photos, whatever the case may be. So if you're in a zone like Toronto, you pay two hundred and five dollars. You now have to pay another $115. That's $320 that you had to pay just to go to provincials. In this format, you pay $300. And that's, that was trying out, by the way. You, you, you might have missed and paid $205. Yeah. Now yeah. you bypass it and go right to it. Yeah. yeah, for the same amount. For the same amount. So, and I mean, like, if, if we're just, just, just logical, that's all. I don't know. I like I, I understand some of the negatives. Like I said, I don't know how many, how many times I no. gotta say it, but uh, I, I think there's a lot more positives <laughs> than there is negatives. So I like it. I I, I look forward to hearing how um, the old five and everybody approaches it. I think yeah, that's, that's we'll have idea. um we'll have an AGM uh, middle of June. Usually it's Father's Day weekend, so I'll pu- I'll put a proposal for we're probably in March. Uh, through the H5, and then I'll have to get it passed by on my zone. Um, I'm gonna. I've also obviously I put that forward on the group where I said let your 
let your zone delegates know. I'm going to let a bunch of people know that I, that we all know together to say, hey, tell your zone delegate, let them know if you like it or don't like it. You know, and that, and I think that's another point that we've got to bring forward too. Like a lot of people don't participate in these things. They don't let their zone delegate know, like, hey, I like that idea. All they do is they wait for it to happen, and, and then all of a sudden the next year they sure. complain. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, okay, well, why didn't you let your zone delegate know when you knew about this, or why didn't they tell you that they knew about this proposal or a motion or whatever the case may be, and then said, oh, too late, too late, it's already done. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Totally. I'd like to see things be more fast acting as well. Why do we only have one AGM a year? Uh, why why can't we have? Because it's called an AGM. I know, I know. Once I said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, but Mitch, a lot, a lot of things can be done. Um, you can have special meetings. They can have, um, you can have all that kind of stuff on the go, right? And you can get things passed sooner if, if that's the case. Yeah. I know, I know. And like we go to an oh, SAGM and it's like pulling teeth. Uh, when you go to that, I know it's a semi-annual there, Dex. I know, I get it. But, <laughs> An SAGM. Yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like pulling teeth sometimes to try to make any kind of change. And so, and it's like, well, no, we'll just wait for the AGM. And then if it happens at the AGM, they're like, well, why don't we just see how this year goes and then we'll try it next year. Or put it forth as a recommendation and then we'll see how it goes and then we'll talk about it and then maybe next year. And it's like, well, that just, you know, no, that doesn't fly anymore. You're going to have to make some choices now, today. So, um, we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a question, a quick one. Okay. Um, obviously you're not tournament bowling anymore right now, right? You don't, you don't even bowl. Um, I actually threw balls the other day. But. Okay. Anyways, but do you, you find a lack of tournaments has hindered your success? I mean, 11th, 11th at autumn, sixth, you only made the 16th TPC mixed team at the open. I made the 8th uh, at TPC. <laughs> Well, you didn't show up. I mean, I, 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 I watched. Seven, he beat us. No, he beat me. I beat. Yeah, he got seventh, Tim. I, I was six. No, you tied for eighth, bud. Oof. Uh, I Oof. was six. Oof. No, you weren't. For okay. what? For, for TPC? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, I was. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Autumn. Anyways. Oh, yeah. no. Well, there it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't find it, it hindered my success there. Um, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I did go through, um, through a part there where I wasn't playing well for a good month and I was struggling and I couldn't find it. I, I, I made a mixed team and I made a mixed team in like fine fashion too, with like a buck 76, my last game. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember <laughs> looking at that. <laughs> yeah. I want to put my head through yeah. a fucking wall. But <laughs> well, better that than your wrist, you know. Yeah, I haven't punched anything since that dreadful day either, so that's good. Um, uh, I went. Uh, we had we had open qualifying the first day. We we're playing a mountain, and I only had like a high twenty-five, and I just didn't play well. It was all over the place. It was like a roller coaster. Um, and the second day was just it was even worse at Waterdown. And uh, the only thing that kept me like from losing it, like I you know, I've been pretty calm. The last couple of years since that time, to be honest, I've been pretty good. But I, I, I went outside and I was just so fucking mad. I was so mad that I couldn't even like get mad, get angry. Like I couldn't even hit anything. I was just so mad. And I come downstairs and uh, one of the girls that made the team, the mixed team with me, because I came downstairs not knowing that Jeff Forrester had thrown a 300 to pass me. And I was like looking over at Martin. And I'm like, oh, I think, yeah, I think he has to bang out. And Cody, Cody looks at me and he says, bro, you're done. No. I'm, like, I'm like, what do you mean I'm done? He's like, just shot three, whatever. I go, oh my God. Right? <laughs> and, and I sit down 
and and Abby comes over. This girl, um, uh, longtime coach in our zone, Jeff Dunn. His daughter was trying out for the first time. She comes over and she says, "Did you make a team?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I didn't say it in a bad or derogatory way. I just said, "Yeah, I made the mixed team." And she and she was like so happy because she's on that mixed team. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, that made me feel a little bit better, yeah. you know. Yeah. But but. Um, I was just playing so bad and uh, you know, and I got, I, 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 I got to come back with a more positive mindset because I do find, like I said, I, I feel like I was really waiting for bad things to happen or focusing on those bad things to happen instead of expecting great things to happen. <clears throat> That's that helps it out. Right. At least, yeah. You know? makes yeah. total yeah. sense. How do you, how do you, how do you change that mindset? Yeah. I, I, you know, I think the best way to do that is just to keep reiterating positive thoughts at all time. And I don't talk like this most times. You guys know this. Like, I don't speak like this. But I think you just got to re- keep reiterating positive thoughts in your head over and over again throughout your, like, even your daily life, right? Like, I'm going to do this correct, like, at work, whatever. I'm going to do this correctly. I'm going to do this the right way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it efficiently, whatever. Like, even, and even, like, doing things, like, today, just to, I wasn't going to do those odds. I was like, no, like, screw that. I'm like, no, do it. You know, just do something else to, like, kind of keep focusing on things and just uh, show some sort of dedication towards things every day. And I, and like, I, I, you could say, Oh, I read these books and whatever. And it's like, man, I don't know. Like you guys watch these games obviously on the weekend. Right. And it's like, it's just, it's unbelievable to watch some people at the highest level and they, they're just not even worried. It's like, you know, when Mahomes is like, uh, when he comes on the field with 13 seconds left, he knows he's going to score. And it's like, that's just unbelievable to know that. Like, yeah. And, and when you see those things happen, it kind of gives you like a perspective. I'm like, why can't we do these things? In, and uh, so I don't know. That's I'm, maybe I'm just feeling bullshit, but I, I just feel no, real, that's fair. I really do feel uh, I feel more confident like right now, and I feel like I'm going to come back um, stronger than ever, and uh, I'll be ready to go for Regina as well, Timmins. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're allowed at Timmins. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear a mighty plex shirt while I play too. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just gonna run the All Star Bowling Sales commercial, and then we'll come back, Adam, to your topic and what you want to talk about. And uh, we got some more topics for everybody. Thanks for joining us. Cool. for cutting you off there adam i i imagine you have something important to say no 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 i, I was just <laughs> going to piggyback on on what mitch uh, was saying there with the kind of i guess the power of positivity right um back uh, about five years ago when i started working with michael cousier uh i was also going through the exact same kind of mental funk and just, just really negative on the lanes and that was one of the biggest the biggest things that, that he really reiterated in in my mind uh, is just to be positive as much as possible. So uh, I just I just wanted to piggyback on that, and you know I, I've I've lived it. Uh, I still try to live it as much as I can, especially on the lanes, um, and, and it really does work. So. It does. Cool. 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 Um, should we move on our, our Mitch talk? 
<laughs> Should we move on to uh, what Adam's brought to the table for today? A little uh, draft? Hey, yeah, can I just... Not... Sorry, guys. I'm going to switch my uh, headphone. My, my, my iPad's going to die. i got to plug it in. Whatever, okay? Yeah, Keep talking. Sure. Two seconds. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well while we're kind of waiting, uh, one thing that, that maybe Timmy and, and Dex, you might be able to at least shed a little light on. Uh, I saw a note today that uh, the YBC Nationals were going to be affected by yeah. you know the pandemic again. Um, do you think that there is a chance at this point that maybe either the Masters or the Open Nationals may be affected this season? Um, so I will say on behalf of the Open, um, I I hope it goes. I mean, you always hope. Uh, after after a couple of years, you always have that negative thought. Um, Adam and you and I talked about it. Um, obviously, we're always going to worry about it. The fact is Open Nationals are in Newfoundland, right? And then they have the Atlantic bubble, and then they have the requirements. But uh, hoping by by June or the end of May, whenever, whenever that happens, I think it's June 1st, um, everything kind of gets cleared up, right? You, you can only hope for that um, moving forward. I know Masters has their own difficulties. Um, to be honest with you, like I know, uh, I was kind of disappointed a little bit. I we never received an email from Bowl Canada saying it was it was uh, it was postponed, and our bowlers received it before we did. So and and then, then it we never received anything, and they posted it online. So I was like, kind of we're kind of out to lunch for a little bit there, right? And I felt bad because they're asking me questions. I didn't know what was going on. I just like. A little bit of lack of communication there, but I mean, regardless, though, I, I'm I think the youth, youth championships in July are very plausible. I think it things are opening up. Um, I I really think you challenge nationals in March. It's going to be no issue uh, if they're running us right now the way they're running us in Alberta. I don't think that's going to be an issue. It's just a matter of qualifying uh, teams if the teams are able to qualify. And I know Ontario has talked about um, doing. A virtual provincials where they can do virtual and that will help qualify your players um i don't think alberta bc is an issue saskatchewan i think won't be an issue um but some provinces are just opening they might have to uh kind of figure a way to go to plan b or b or c in order to do it when is uh youth challenge nationals in march tim uh end of march it, it was it was our original master's date scary <laughs> So March twenty seventh. Um, yeah. Speaking on behalf of, of Masters, uh, I think the odds of it running are pretty high. I mean, obviously, obviously with the pandemic, you never know exactly what's going to happen at that time. But I'm on the optimistic side of everything. Where you know what? As much as like this new variant is rampant, it's been a pretty mild strain and everyone seems to be getting everyone seems to be getting it and coming out the other side and everyone's going to have antibodies and I, I really think that as these strains come in like it's just going to get weaker and weaker and we'll be able to go back to regular life um but um speaking on behalf of masters or well, on the side of masters the little bit i do know um there's have been a few changes for just logistic stuff um into schools um, busing, hotel stuff like that. We've had to make a few, a few little changes, but we are very optimistic and very um, yeah. We're pushing to host nationals this year, and there hasn't been any talk of not. So 
I think that's the odds of it running is going to be very, very good. That's good. Oh, great news. Um, yeah. You want, me, you want me to run this thing? Yeah, yeah. let's go at it. All, right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I ended up getting a, a message here from a local bowler. His name is Mark Doss. Uh, I believe uh, he's going to be part of uh, the average pros next uh, <laughs> five pin uh, pro league. So, um, re really good suggestion. He uh, he wanted to uh, wanted all of us to essentially make our ultimate mixed team, uh, which consisted of one legend, uh, one current bowler of uh, twenty six uh, to say fifty, uh, uh, one female bowler. Uh, one next-gen bowler under 26, so 25 and under, and uh, one average Joe bowler, uh, which should be basically like a 240 uh, or less type of, uh, of a player that's out there. So um, lo love the idea uh, when, uh, when it came up. Um, kind of his format, his suggestion was uh, uh, you can only name uh, one bowler once, uh, so we're basically going to do it as almost kind of like a, a draft style, uh, like a snake draft type of a style. Um, everybody's going to have a chance to pick uh, maybe first in one of the categories. Um, and uh, we, we kind of did, uh, you know, some, some kind of pre-picking uh, off air here. So, um, so I just, I just want to, you said, okay, bowlers can only be picked once in each category or once, one, once total, total for the entire thing? Okay. One, once total. Because so Mark's they, initial they, thing was once for each category, but I think once total is good too. Once total could, is fine. Yeah, so, so there, there could be a couple players, uh, you know, the, 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 the Genos of the world, which... Uh, or, or maybe uh, Diane Violini, for example, would be you know your current players and a legend type, type thing, right? Uh, so if they do get picked in in one of the categories, then uh, they're they're no longer on the table. Um, one other caveat is uh, nobody on this podcast can pick anybody on this podcast, right? So and so we're, we're all the list, and I and, 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 and I and I I do want to also mention that we talked about if you're. If you pick somebody, a current bowler, you can't use uh, a next generation bowler with that pick. Like, I can't pick somebody under 26 oh, right. as, as a current bowler. Correct. Yeah. Right, because current Correct. bowler is 26 and over. Right. Yeah. So, um, if you guys are interested, so we, uh, uh, I think what we're going to do is uh, after we end up making our teams, uh, I think we'll end up uh, putting it into a vote on Five Pin Universe and. Uh, I don't know what uh, what do you guys want for there's got to be some sort of a prize because we're we're slightly competitive people so between the five of us oh, yeah there's got to be hey, something I got, a, I got one I got one can, go ahead, can, we, go ahead, next, go ahead. can we get a assigned Tim stick to the face picture no um I have to uh, <laughs> I have to uh, cooperate it's all cooperated it's right now it's it, it's you an illegal. Even... You don't even it's own an, it anymore. It, I, I had it in it's it's a, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about how about the loser has to? Do, I've been on the TikTok train. How about the loser has to do a TikTok on on Five P Universe? I was gonna say, why don't we? Well, I was just gonna say, why don't loser buy us all a drink? But <laughs> oh, we got to start that from the start again. Like. <laughs> <laughs> For all the audio listeners, we're watching the video where Tim kicks the dry mop and gets hit in the head. Like we, really we need a signed version of that. We do. Um, I'm already, I'm already can, selling can, stuff. Can, can somebody make that into an NFT? 
So loser has to do a TikTok. Winner yes. gets what? What are we thinking here? Round and Regina? That's fine. Round yeah. and Regina? What, like yeah. from each person? Yeah, one person. Yeah, you can get five, you can get four drinks out of it. I like that. And, I like and, that. And basically everybody, yeah, you get a round from the rest of the podcast crew. Perfect. All, All right. right. All right, so what uh, what we did uh, off air, so uh, we, we picked an order uh, of the- our snake draft. Uh, which uh, is going to be Carrie first, Dexter, Tim, Mitch, and myself. Um, and then uh, we also picked uh, an order of uh, who gets to pick first in each of this, the, uh, the, the different uh, categories. Uh, now, it will still be a, a snake draft, but the first person of that category will pick first, and then it'll snake beyond that. So um the way the uh we'll, we'll just kind of go in order maybe just like the the legend the current bowler uh the female the next gen and then the average show so we'll just, just make it kind of simple um and uh so carrie uh gets to go first and he Man. gets to pick the first legend so i got it separated between four <laughs> uh just because this is probably going to get me some votes, I'm hoping, and maybe, well, not just because, but I feel there might be a few more votes coming away, my way with this legend. I'm going to go with Bruce Mortar. Oh, no doubt. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? You had to debate that one? Oh my God, <laughs> no. I went out there on a limb, eh? <laughs> All right. There's four. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, Dex, who's your legend? Uh, Fraser Hamley. Okay. Timmy? Is me? I thought it was Mitch. You're third. Okay. Uh, I want to pick uh, Frank Levine. Frank Levine. <clears throat> Mitch. Okay, so how old they got to be to be a legend? Uh, they, they can't be bowling. Well, they can't be bowling. No, they, they talked they, about that. Yeah, they, 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 they could be kind of pa- like, you know. Past prime. Past, yeah. <laughs> okay. Which is well, difficult. I don't know. This is tough, but like, because the, the hard part is going to be getting the votes from the West. You know what I mean? We're going to have to get votes from the West. Well, you're not going <laughs> to get any votes. We already know this. <laughs> TikTok incoming. P- P- hey, my P- Ontario people coming P- strong. What, 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 what about Al Plaquette? See <laughs> <laughs> <Is> he, <is laughs> <he> a legend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, like, okay, then I'll then I'll just go with it. I'll just say, um, I'll go with Mike Bates. Okay, Bates, good pick. And uh, mine, he, he, even though he is an active player, um, I, I've, I've kind of really spoke highly of this 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 player for forever. Um, I, I personally have called him the greatest of all time. Um, that 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 I've played he he's a person that that i'm chasing in, in my personal kind of opinion but uh gino zebert and uh, four, G- gino's still playing just so we're clear i would have taken lenny as a legend but he's still playing or something or throwing balls at least or something with which one <laughs> Len Anson. I would have, I would have taken him, but it depends what Lenny we get. You know, like, is it going to be the one that we saw at the autumn, just basically stand in the line and throw, or are we going to get the one that? You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so uh, then then we're going to get into uh, the current bowlers, so twenty six and above. Um, 
Tim will be going first, and then uh, it'll snake back through uh, through starting with myself. So, Tim, Timmy, current uh, current bowler, uh, DeGrazia, ah. Birth, birthday boy. That was mine. All right, um, yourself. Can't. Um, <laughs> I I I picked uh, Matt Schultz. <laughs> Well, I would have picked Mitch. He, uh, God mode. God mode uh, Davies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who's it next? Uh, Mitch. You. You know, I, this is one guy, like, if he played more, then I think he would Mar- be... Mark Goulet. No, I wasn't going to go there because I'm going to stay away. From, I want votes, all right? So, <laughs> <laughs> this is one guy, like... You know, we've said it all the time where if he played more, he would be the best. And he showed it every year. But I know it's only at one center, so I'd still like to see him play a lot of other centers. But I'll take Brad Mullins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good choice. Uh, Dexter. Uh, these are hard decisions. Um, I'm going to go with Sly. Oh, that was on my list, too. Mm-hmm. So good. Can't spell his name though. It's Sly. Does he have an yeah. actual name? <laughs> and Carrie. go with Jen Baker. Oh, you stole it from there to go there. Okay, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Wow. All right. Uh, so now we're going to get into uh, female bowlers. Uh, this is one that uh, that I get to go first on, and then it goes back to Carrie. Um, uh, she she's was so good for so long. Still is. Uh, I can pick Jennifer Smith. I was already typing it for you. Tracy uh, Smith. Carey. No, good call. And Dexter. Uh, uh, Die. Great. Diane Violini. It, it, yeah. It's gotta yeah. be. It's gotta be. So incredible for ever, still is. Uh, Timmy, Karen Armstrong, great pick. Mitchell, oh man, I don't know why it's like eluding me right now. <laughs> Equality. <laughs> No, there's a million people you can pick. Oh, there's so That's many. Man. You know what? Like one person, I, I, I'll stick with the ginger theme. Give me Kelsey Wilton. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Love it. Fire in her eyes when she's playing well. Absolutely yeah. incredible. I know where I'm going with this. This one's easy, man. Uh, just type it out. Tyler. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so oh. the uh, so oh. so this one is uh, for for the next gen, uh, so twenty five or less. Now there, there's there's a few players out there where I don't even know if the age is. So yeah, <laughs> but because uh, they they they've been on tour for a long time, but I'm pretty sure they're still under. Yeah, but um, just take a guess if you're close enough. Oh well. Yeah, no, exactly. So uh, kind of that well, next if gen. If they're older than twenty six. Auto D, uh, auto, you lose. auto yeah, disqualified. You lose. You lose. That's it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna take uh, Bradley. Yeah. 
This feels like, honestly, the same thing feels about when you call Herbert old. I, I did this <laughs> once. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the guy looks 48, and he's, what, 32 or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just just kidding, Mikey. Did you just put Bradley Wilton? No, no. T- oh, t- I t- did. Yeah. I definitely did. <laughs> I was like, he just, he just lost 15 years, eh? Uh, Timmy. Um, I want to see Evan. Uh, Dex. Yeah, he's 25 this year. Good call. Hey, you know what? Let's stop the conversation right there for a second. Okay, let's keep this podcast. Uh, let's keep it going here. So, <laughs> yeah. Evan, you know, he was basically what Bradley and Tyler were prior to them coming up. Like, maybe not the same level, maybe not the same as what we see, but he was 14 throwing bombs at Regina. He was supposed to be the next big thing, and and he always has been great. But do you think that he's ever lived up to the hype that we thought he would be? Currently, uh, I I think yes, but he just hasn't he hasn't done what he he maybe hasn't uh, played the way he was wanted to. I mean, I don't know. So how would you say it. yes or no there? I, I, I think I, yes. Do, do I, I think he, no? He I, hasn't lived say, up to what he should have been. I, I, yeah, I'm going to say no because I think yeah I think. I think Evan's ceiling is astronomically high. I just don't think that he's put the time and effort into it to get to that point. He hasn't played enough things. He hasn't taken it seriously enough to get to that point. And, and, and that's and that's because yeah. a lot of his focus is ball, right? Yeah, a lot of exactly. his focus is ball. But I think if he if he actually applied himself to it the way he should, his ceiling is higher, astronomical. Adam. Yeah. I, I would say no, and only because it's kind of that lack of consistency, right? He, he's got super high finishes, but he, he hasn't broke through yet. But he's also only 25, right? So so he's got plenty of time. Uh, but it, exactly what the other guys are saying, you know, if, if he uh, had the ability or had the extra time to apply strictly to five-pin bowling, um, I, I think he, he could absolutely be on the top of the world. Um, but I also know Paul is is basically his life, and uh, that's that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so we're clear, I'm not knocking on Evan at no, all. No, 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 like, no. Uh, yeah. I love Evan. Evan knows that. Um, but it's like I just remember, and you say like he's only 25, and that is true. But it seems like he has probably like nine years or ten years on tour, regardless. So, and and I and I remember watching him again. I remember being there with his dad talking about him. I was like, man, the kid's a stud, and. I just don't know if he ever lived up to the hype currently of what he has done or what we projected him to be, you know? And it's just like Bradley and Tyler did, you know, they won their titles. They've won. And Bradley was a player of the year at one point. Um, and I know we're not like, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a game of uh, pure, pure evaluation. That's what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> when you see a guy like that, with that talent, you think, man, he's just going to run away with it all the time. So just, he never took off. And this next generation of thing, and when I, again, when we're going back to these games on the weekend, when I look at Tyler, when I look at Bradley, and I look at Evan, those are the guys that are like, oh my God, those were, like, that is what the next generation, like, it, it's just a totally different player. And it's like, yeah. <clears throat> not even just like like spares and stuff like that. They've kind of like, not to say that they're bad at them, I'm not saying that at all, but their strike percentages are just so wild that they, it, it's redundant of what they actually do spare. It doesn't even matter. You know, and it's like they've got the great mindset, the great thoughts, and it's like that's where the game has gone. 
to the point with especially the new bases, new conditions, stuff like that. It's gone to this point now where just fares don't even matter. And I know I've joked about it and said it. I've always been a huge fair guy anyways. But, you know, but I, uh, it, it truly is when you watch these kids bowl, that's what I see is like just a new way of playing. I love the topic, love the conversation. I, I still think Evan has a lot of time. And yeah. uh, I, 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 there's, there's few at his age that I would fear more to play against than somebody like Evan who can throw a million strikes, can gear up, can, can show mm-hmm. that emotion, right? And you know when he's locked in, he is locked in. But if mm-hmm. he's not locked in, I, I feel okay playing against him. Right? Yeah, you just absolutely. don't know which, you don't you just don't know which avenue you're gonna get in a match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you need the emo- If you get the emotionally stable Evan, you're in trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And like I said, it, it's all kind of like results based, right? And uh, Evan just hasn't had the results that, that either of the tickets have. So I don't know. It's a tough. <laughs> just trying to ice him. Yeah, just... <laughs> no, I already put it in. Hey. I was waiting too long. It's in. Hey, Danny, Jim, Danny just Bear. so we're. Just so we're clear, Jim, the day? reason I asked that question. 25. Oh, wow. Just so we're Go clear, ahead. the reason I asked that question, Jim, about how old do they have to be was because I was actually going to take you when they told me that they can't, I cannot um, pick a guy who's bowling still. Or sort of can, can't, could, who knows. Yeah. So, Jimmy, just so you know, you would have been picked. We might have messed that up on you, Jim. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and then Sam Gillardi. Uh, he was on my list. Yeah. See, that's another guy there, too. Like, we could talk about that whole list there of yeah. next-generation players. Of, like, Sam was a guy when he made the cut in Regina, and he had all of Winnipeg behind him on lanes one and two. I still remember that. And, I mean, yeah. I know Winnipeg carries strong regardless, but Sam could, uh, you know, could still be uh, a foundational player for, any, uh, you know, uh, for, for years to come. But it just seems like he's taken a regression as well. Yeah, you know, a little that, bit. When I, when I beat him in 2017 at the the autumn open like he was on fire like he he shot 400 against me in mm-hmm. game 14 and i was lucky enough to come back with a solid game the last game to take it back but him and tyler they were like i thought for sure they're gonna steal that title away from me and i was lucky enough to hold on but um tyler's kind of seemed like he's he's holding on to the way he's been playing and yeah like you like you said sam's taking a little bit of a regression but the kid's so smooth, and it won't be long. He'll he'll start winning. Oh, he'll figure it out. There's no two ways about it. I just looked yeah. at all those guys, and I thought to myself, you know what? Like the biggest steady player of them all, who's just been like good, not great, but never bad, was Dan. Is Danny of that whole list right there? Yeah. yeah. You know, like I saw, I've seen Tyler be bad for the first time ever at Calgary. Autumn. Yeah. Right, and Bradley, I saw it at TPC. I believe. Yeah. Right. TBC, right? And I mean, I've never seen those guys struggle before. Uh, And you see them struggle one time and it's like, how can they rebound? Obviously, Tyler won a Masters tournament and Bradley will be back again. But Danny's been pretty solid and consistent all the way through his career. You know, yeah, he might make a cut here and there. Sorry, miss a cut here and there, but it's very rare. It's still very rare, all the same with all three, all of them. But I think Danny's just been one, the one constant of like never up here and never down there. Yeah. Totally. So you're saying it was a good pick? <laughs> I think I, th- I think it was, I think it was a good pick. It might 
you know, might not be any votes, but whatever. Oh. <laughs> and you know what? I, I just saw uh, Carr's uh, comment there. And uh, yeah, I'm going to throw an audible on this. So we're, we're going to add a coach. Yeah, I, I well, like that too. Absolutely love it. So we'll, we'll add a coach. Uh, we'll just snake back uh, just at the end. Just be easier. Uh, so for the, the, the average Joes, uh, Dexter gets uh, first pick. I, I have pick, a feeling it would be some local guys. I want to pick Rylan Willier. Yeah. Is he he's under, under 240? 240? He's 239! Yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys got some inside also? info here, eh? Like, yes, 239 yeah. and 238. Suck it, Weber! <laughs> That's awesome. Kerry. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> this was going to be a tough one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, <laughs> the sad thing is this is going to be all local, right? Like, um, I'm going to go with a player that's under 240 but has made a cut at a WCBT event. I'm going to go with Charles Hahn. Chucky. Chucky. He's, he's on oh, list. You're, oh, yeah, you're going to love him there, yeah. <laughs> uh, Timmy. Um, actually, I phoned a friend on this one, Michael Cousier. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Unreal. <laughs> Under two forty with a He's with too... a broken arm. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> because yeah. Andrew and, and, yeah. a, and a four four hundred in there put, too. Put an asterisk <laughs> on that. And a four hundred. <laughs> you do your homework. Do your in, homework. In all, in all fairness, though, if like we're talking about this year, Mike's in trouble anyway. So. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, everybody. And um, and do you really want to have a father son duo? That's just you're just gonna be button heads. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't like your chances, Timmy. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Mitch. I think he is. I think he's under two forty here. Kerry Snyder. Oh, Snyder. Oh, th- this could be void in your pick here. Let's oh, find out. Let's oh, call, let's let's find call out. somebody. Let's call somebody. Call Snyder. <laughs> Find out. I think he is. Because I know he was in London. I know he was back where, in London. Where, where is he playing? Toppler. I, Toppler. Oh, he's definitely over 240. Toppler's a pie house this year. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Someone get the Dex, inside info Dex on is this. on the phone. <laughs> I'm literally calling Toppler right now. Nice. <laughs> oh, and I, I know where my next I have a question for you. Can you tell me what Carrie Schneider's average is? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I love the fact <laughs> we're doing this live. Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll make my pick. Hey, it, I know. Wait, wait, wait. I, if it's not, I know what my second pick's going to no, be. No, no, it's over. It's, oh, Stacy says 252-ish. No uh, way. Tough one. Yeah. Told you. Okay. No, no what, this is not Mark Miller. <laughs> okay. Dexter Wiseman. Then what? Who, who, who am I speaking with right now? We're, we're live on podcast. 250 at Toppler. Miller oh, says. okay. Hey, how's it going, oh, yeah. Cello? We're we're Cello. live. We're we're live on podcast right now. So I need an answer. <laughs> what is Carrie no Schneider's average? <laughs> Carrie Schneider's average is 252. Oh, 250. Mitch Davies is disqualified. That is no go. That's no go. 233. Okay, fuck it. Which Marcellos? I don't know. I'm not calling back. No, hey, this this is bad. What? Why do you say Jared Couchman? 
Because no, we play at Mountain. Okay, he's way over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll... all right. That's give, what me I mean, like it... give me Brett. Yeah, give me Brett. Give me Brett Anderson. That's that's decent. Yeah, I didn't but even he think that. But he loses points for that. He loses points. So does Mike Lucia then? <laughs> no, yeah. Mike. I called it in. I called it in. Nah, that's brutal. I was all on right, the they... phone with Miller for eighteen minutes. This guy's absolutely terrible this year. So uh, Chris Hislop. Yeah, he was he was going to be my pick until Ryland. I I looked up Ryland's and no, it's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, Ryland's looked, a far better choice, but that's alright. <laughs> Ryland's average in pro league is higher than that, so you're disqualified. Yeah. Oh, yeah. three oh. games does not constitute an average based on C five rules. <laughs> All right, and then uh, we'll we'll start, I guess, on coaches. This one would be a little bit tougher for people to think of now, but uh, uh, this guy's been one of my mentors for for a very long time. Uh, I'm gonna pick uh, Mr. Lynn Howell. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! We snake backwards. You just declare that you're gonna this. This is. So I get three last picks. I'm getting hosed here. I've I've already had three last picks. Oh, okay. Then I'm good with that. <laughs> All right, Mitch. Um, I forget. I, I, excuse me here. I forget his name. Uh, owner of Heartland Bowl. Oh, Robert Gallagher. 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 Yeah, yeah. Votes. He's going oh, for votes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I spelled that wrong, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you missed. You missed you. You missed you. That's funny. All right, hey, Timmy. Oh God. He he was good in the uh, Gallagher Cup. That's good. That's what we need to do. That's what we need right there. I coaches. <laughs> Oh, I'd like to call it the clock. Do you know what? I want to say uh, Giggy. Oh, you son of a... Nice. He was awesome. The one <laughs> time I... Oh, call the clock. Thanks for calling it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have two choices that are both like absolutely fantastic choices, and I'm having a hard time picking them. <laughs> it's a movie <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is this is tough. Don't worry, we're just live. I, yeah, yeah. Clock. <laughs> Clock. Yeah. Um, I have to. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with Harvey Pozza. Oh, that's a good one. He is, he's 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 so good. He's so good, and like played in the NHL. So if anybody wants extra votes, I mean that's pretty awesome. He was a, <laughs> he was he was a goon in the NHL. So yeah. Ah uh, yikes. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I'll go with the Dream Crushers, Danny Clapp. Oh. Ooh. He's just trying to get on the starting bench again. Starting line. He's, he's coaching a winning season, people. A winning I just, season. I just want to say, like, I was, well, it was you really a, a times. coin flip yep. between Harvey and Casey Campbell for me, for sure. Okay, Casey would have been my my other choice. Uh, he's, he's so good, too. And, and, so and I've never had him. Yeah. He, but I, I know how so good he good. is. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. 
Well, I love, love, love the topic. Thanks for to uh, to Mark Doss uh, for for submitting that. And uh, if anybody else wants to submit any additional questions like that for the future, just uh, get in touch with any of us. Mm. My bad. team's definitely gonna win. All I'm hoping uh, I is I don't so. lose. <laughs> yep, that that's also true. <laughs> Oh, I, I picked your team, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> oh, gee, he comes up with the idea. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, Tim, do you have a topic? I heard you might have one. I brought it up with Mitch. I roasted him a little bit about his uh, his lack of bowling. Uh, Anything? That, that was that was your that topic. Was <laughs> Anything in Dexter's uh, rulebook corner? I I, I I thought I saw somebody mention um, on the the leaning pin rule that they would like videos instead of pictures. Thought I read that somewhere. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> oh yeah, good luck. <laughs> like, throw throw a million balls just to get a couple. You guys leaners. thrown a million trick yeah. shots. That wouldn't take much longer. <laughs> yeah. How? Oh. Did, I, I, I still don't know how that thing carried when you put it between the chairs. Like, oh I, man, not- it was just money. And you know what the thing was, <laughs> bitch? Is I let it go and I was like, "That's money." I, as soon as I let it go, I was like, "That's good." I knew right away that that was money. Absolutely. <laughs> there, 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 there's, there's a few TikToks Dexter hasn't put up with my trick shots, um, and there's there's a few videos from Five Pin Universe that are still not out yet. Yeah, uh, Carrie the, has the, Carrie has a whole video of the absolute destruction of her TikTok. To, Toe uh, board that has not been put up, and it's it's pure hilarity. I think it's hilarious, but that looked that was me. tough. That TikTok toe, uh... it it was, it was, and then when you had to like get it to like the right heights and throw it through and stuff, and we were just shattering that board. It was just pieces <laughs> everywhere, but it was so funny. It was good. It was really good. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Brett, for the heads up. A little late. Yeah, we were here like eighteen minutes ago. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> and of course, now you can think of it. <laughs> that one made it up. That one made it up. Um, yeah, so I guess let's talk about you guys where have, if I pin you. You guys Sorry, have opened this weekend, don't you? Is it this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's uh, what centuries looking like for Edmonton, Tim? 55. Is that standard? Uh, actually, if you look previous years, they're actually up. Really, eh? Yeah. Has, has there been a lot of ambition for people to come back to this and play? Like, is that a uh, thing going on? And, and everyone know. keeps hearing that Webb is retiring, so they're trying to get the last <laughs> chance for them. To I be honest. Aaron Rodgers, basically. It's like Aaron Rodgers on the podcast. He's like, you know, I just don't know who's going to stay, and we'll see where we're at next year. And Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Every, every, every year, that's all I hear from this guy. Yeah, I think I'm going to call it quits today. Hey, Rod- Rodgers was good on the McAfee show yesterday. He was good, eh? I like yeah. that. Yeah. Start talking about your vaccination status too, and you might, you know, you might get some votes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we we're missing. Uh, I like we always miss usually a chunk of uh, of good players that play the tour or other things. Um, but that being said, we have a lot of young kids playing this year. A lot of young. Oh, we yeah. have about 20, 20 kids, probably first three years of YBC. Which really? is so we've been reprogramming our stuff in the city, and it's obviously working a little bit. So it's nice to see that. Um, not gonna lie, I feel old being there with how many young kids are gonna be there, but um, all of them can really shoot 
So it's it's like there it's a good experience for them. Yeah, you feel we used to, how do you uh, think I feel? Yeah. We used you to have an incentive program in uh, in Hamilton when I ran the H five warm up, which we'll we'll bring it back next year, just pandemic and stuff like that. But um, the, when we had the H five warm up, it was anybody under the age of twenty five playing the open for their first time. They only paid the lineage, so ninety bucks. Yeah. So we, okay. Yeah. We, we we used to do that. We used to do the one. Yeah. Our our lineage for the weekends one fifty five. Wow, yeah. What are you guys paying? Like fifteen bucks a game here? What do you like? What do you do? Uh, we pay prime time on Saturday and then six fifty on on Sunday. What's a prime time rate? It's it's a little bit more than six fifty. I, I see that. That's good math. <laughs> so so, you, so, you, um, so anyways, so that that's what the the rates are. Um, but then we, as it should be though. As yeah, be. for sure. We have the funds to do it, so we miles to support the proprietors. Um, but. Uh, we we used to do an incentive for bring a buddy, and it was just no no different than the tour. We can all attest to that. It was kind of a nightmare. People would stand yeah. in line, or they would just make a post on Facebook, and it, it was defeating the purpose because those guys were already playing. So we yeah. started doing um I'm try, doing a trial run this year. We are as a board. They're called E five bucks. We have a bunch of events throughout the year, and so X amount of dollars you pay for an event, you get a money reimbursed back. Any five dollars, which you can use to another Edmonton five pin event. Mm-hmm. So we have we have plenty of them. So when you pay, you get forty dollars back and and Edmonton five pin dollars. So so that means, for example, if we have the youth choice, a, a youth tournament paired up with an adult. It's fifty dollars. All you have to pay is ten dollars if you want to play that event next time. So mm-hmm. or you or you can. There's no expiry on these things, and you can you can save up your money on it, and then you can put more money towards the open or you can do other things that encourage you to play more of these events. So I'm hoping that will do more justice than, than uh, technically you are getting a discount, but you're, you're seeing a discount later down the road, right? Um, for that aspect. And then we, we run something called the pro challenge out here and uh, any kid that qu- wins out of the events, they get a free, uh, free entry either into the IP or the open. So we're finally seeing some dividends where all these kids are, are claiming their, their free entries and uh, and they're using it. So now we got a lot of, and then and the, not only that with the pro challenge, um, they interact with all of us more often. So they feel more comfortable playing. And uh, I see a lot of those kids playing now and they're super excited to play the open with all of us. So it's kind of, uh, it works both ways, right? So it's nice to see the dividends finally come back after three or four years with it, the running the program. That's good. Absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. Promoting from within, yeah. What you got to do, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, um, I don't know. Does anybody have another topic or like? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you got, Carrie? What where, Where's the uh, the the future of Five Pin Universe going? Yeah, that's what I was gonna talk about. So what is what is the future of Five Pin Universe? Obviously, we're gonna continue doing these podcasts and and. Uh, try and get as many bowlers involved that uh that we can that obviously that's not always going to be the the route the podcast is going to take we can't invite every single bowler in the world to be on the podcast because it would take us centuries to get it done so um every once in a while we're going to have a podcast like this where we're going to discuss topics we're going to come up with ideas and stuff like that so the podcast idea is great um Obviously, we're going to continue with the 5-Pin Universe Pro League. 
team pro league. That's going to be um, hopefully a seasonal thing if we can figure out the logistics and all that great stuff for season two. Um, and how do people feel about eight gamer? People want to say, oh, oh, we oh, we have the runner up and the champion on here. So. How did you feel though, Carrie? Don't worry about us. How did you feel about it? I hated it. <laughs> I'm I'm here for the people. I'm here for the people. Yeah, I, I think the, the Ant Gamer was a great idea, and I think the foundation of it was a great idea. But I think there has to be some sort of um, playdowns figured out. Like there has to be something better. Yeah, I, I, th- I think... You mean one where you win? <laughs> but, but, we, no, both, but I, we both won, okay? We both you know, won. <laughs> you know, split Davies. In, 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 in all fairness, though, you guys, I mean, Curie and, and everybody, they were planning on having it on one day, all the finals, mm-hmm. or have something a little bit easier. Um, with COVID and the openings and the restrictions, obviously that didn't happen. I think if it was all at maybe a weekend or two, it would probably would have saved Carrie a lot less, more, a lot less hassle. Yeah, I could get behind that. Uh, the hard part is going to be uh, timing wise. Like personally, I think the eight gamer, if it's going to be done, it's got to be done. Uh, it's got to be finished in August. Like it's got to yes. be in the summer. 100% agree. So I if you wanted to run it as a, as a summer piece and say, okay, we're going to run it from June 1st to July 1st. And then we're going to do it in like a weekend in July or August or whatever. That's fine. But only to ban Winnipeg. Why why we ban them? Because they didn't get to play anyways. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, why not? Maybe we do that. Like, so it's a nice, easy one. You have one month to to get your scores in. Honestly, it's not. I I I think if we do that, I say I say we do the qualifying. Me personally, as as an owner, our quietest month. Out of all of them is May, and I think May is not a bad time to do that. It's quieter for bowling alleys. Look at Curie's eyes. <laughs> so, I'm, hey, I'm not. I'm not talking about running. I'm not talking about like doing filming or stuff like that. Just just taking in scores in May. And it's quieter in there, and people are still relatively sharp. Make it too much. Looking I don't for care. Uh, for a logistics uh, position. Hopefully in May, I might have some cash for you. <laughs> Yeah, because I am not handling that again. Yeah, no, this is—it's a tough job, man. I mean, you take it upon yourself. But I mean, like, maybe there comes the time where I don't know. I, I know you're gonna say it's a cash job for somebody else, but maybe you take the cash. I don't know. Maybe, you know, you uh, say, okay, well, what was the what was the entry fee for the hundred for the eight game? It was a hundred dollars or whatever? One hundred dollars, yeah. Okay, maybe it's a hundred and five or hundred. Yeah, and and there was two hundred and thirty entries. Maybe every entry is a five dollar fee to you. I don't really care. You know, at the end of the day, your time has to be worth something as well. I know I have these arguments all the time about paid volunteers. But you know what? I've now seen the light of because I do a lot of volunteering myself. I don't take any money for it. All I do, to be honest, nine times out of ten, I take like $20 out of the prize fund and I buy pizza for the volunteers. That's yeah. like that's happening. People can argue about it, bitch about where did $20 or $25 go. I'll just tell them like this is where it went and I don't care. But Maybe there comes a time where it has to be a disclaimer on there, like, okay, five dollar entry fee is going to admin. Yep. I don't know, uh, and and I don't totally. think people are going to argue about five dollars. No, or ten. You know, twenty. Yeah, whatever. Okay, twenty. Twenty might be a little, you know, a little high. Well, well, on two hundred thirty <laughs> entries, done. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 then that actually sets somebody up 
to actually make it a, a success and put that dedicated time towards it and, and all that, right? It, for, for the extra 20 bucks, call, call it a, a, a mid-fee, and your $100 is going to prize pool, I, I don't think anybody would care. You're already paying $100. What's an extra 20 Oh, exactly. No, exactly. I, yeah, $5, $10, whatever. Like I said, even if you do 20 whatever. I mean, maybe that is a moneymaker for 5-pin universe. Maybe we do do that where you go, okay, May and July. And I'm just talking about it as a as behind the scenes, not as a bowler, because I, I really don't care. The bowling for me is about competition and you know, the money is great and everything like that, but I don't usually play for that. I usually play to, to win tournaments. Um, <clears throat> but let's just say we run it from May 1st to July 1st. All the entries are coming in. $20 admin fee, so it's $120. Imagine you did get 250 entries again. How much money could 5-pin you do? Like, what, what could you do with that much money? You know, there's probably, um, you could buy new cameras. You could buy uh, We'd be laptop, off air whatever. probably. You wouldn't see us again probably. See you later. <laughs> uh, good old, good old Lee Escott, eh? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> first, first time we heard his name on 125 episodes. Uh, wow. We'll, we'll leave yeah. it at that. Um, no, that's, that's a great you know, idea. You know. to, yeah, exactly. To do something like that, I think it makes a lot of sense. A lot of players loved playing in it. It was 229 entries. Um, new camera for the dream crushers. <laughs> hey, I got an idea for our next show. We'll have fantastic uh, uh, scoreboard. I am um, coming for the mighty plucks. Don't worry, Kels. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it's ideas like that to keep evolving the sport. And I know um, other associations are going to piggyback on our ideas and stuff like that. And that's perfectly fine. I just want to see credit where credit is due. Um, just like anybody else. So, um, if you if you feel your association or your center can wants to do something like that, and you want to know how we do it, please contact us directly via email or messenger, and we'll we're happy to help you out. Um, I, it's I'm not holding it for ransom on how we how we put this stuff together, but it's uh it's something I hold dearly because it's something. That took me a lot of time to figure out and was able to put literally the pro league together essentially from that situation so so uh, let's talk about this for one second though carrie like if you mm -hmm. did say charge twenty dollars for an admin fee and you had 250 entries so what was that five five grand so if you got five grand and let's just say i don't know two months or three months of your time so you got a thousand dollars okay whatever right but if you had four thousand dollars left over what what would would Oh my god! What would the five pin universe do with four thousand dollars? What would they? Just give me some, some insight. Yeah. So right now, obviously, like what we're spending the money that we're generating off merch sales and stuff like that is going towards equipment, essentially. And it's unfortunate because uh, of my location. It's not like I can just go over to Winnipeg and bring all my equipment with me and set up and stuff like that without having more additional cost added on. But we are investing in cameras, microphones, soundboards, stuff like that to make these future events that much better. Like the WCBT is one of the main um, things that I help promote, obviously, because I'm president of the WCBT, but Five Pin Universe is very ingrained with that, doing the live streaming and doing the interviews at the Tour Championship and stuff like that. So we're, we're constantly adding equipment to make that better. And hopefully, yeah 
that equipment can be used to make other events better. If it's a C5 event, if it's a bull count event, whatever it is, it can be, I wouldn't say donated, but it can definitely be used to help those out as well, as long as it's not being used. Or maybe, yeah. like you said, four grand, maybe in a couple of years, we'll have two sets of equipment that can be around the country helping this stuff out. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and that's something else, like, I mean, uh, we, we can we can buy this equipment and we can get it all set up but the one thing that we really lack overall is just time like all of this takes so much time it always does it, it's you know we're doing stuff we're communicating every single day of the week doing this stuff so ultimately uh, we're gonna i mean we're trying to purchase equipment so that we can further build further medias for the game and exposure for the game at some point, we are also going to have to expand our team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Outside of just, you know, we have our podcast crew. It's the five of us, and, and we work really well together. But there is going to be a point where we're going to have to maybe create divisions where people are capable of doing this and doing this and stuff too. So yeah. if that's ever something that anyone's, like, super passionate about, there's no guarantees, obviously, or anything. But, you know, if you're wanting to volunteer for stuff, we have very limited amount of time, and it, it just gets more and more. So send us an email if it's something that you're really passionite about too. Um, you know Fly Pin Universe could be the next bar still sports in Canada. That's all I'm saying. Especially I'll, when we're having I, I will great sell out, content I will, like sticks I, I to will, the face. I will yep. sell out. I'll do pizza reviews. I'll do hot dog reviews. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Hey, talk As to long, Jared. Talk to Jared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it, it, uh, I actually did. I actually did look at his YouTube videos and his ratings and amount of views is maybe, maybe not our hey, path. You got, no, but, you got to see his TikToks. <laughs> He's getting 300 TikTok. likes on a TikTok. All right. He's up there. Yeah. Word of the day. Word of the day. Yeah, that's right. Um, funny. So. Brett Hendrickson, I think this will be kind of our last topic for the for this podcast. But um, Manitoba Open make the cut for a tour spot. Um, so the WCBT set out uh, stipulations that the event has to hit for the year prior, and for those stipulations, the Manitoba Open has hit all those stipulations. So now it goes to a WCBT, goes to the board, goes to. Um, the events a part of the WCBT to a vote at the AGM to find out if Manitoba Open is a part of it. Um, obviously, they'll be looking at how the tournament was structured, how um, the participation level was, where the participation came from, and see if it can be a building block for the WCBT to grow and continue what it's done for the last five seasons. So, um, as president of the WCBT, I'm not going to make any promises to anybody, but yeah, it hit all the stipulations that were set out by the WCBT. So, if uh, if our open proposal goes through and it's passed and everything like that, and that I'll I'll be there next year. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm that's probably cool. yeah, that's there right because your open <laughs> qualifying was that was that weekend. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to say while we still have some time. Um, our votes are open on the teams. The oh, votes boy. are open. It's up. <laughs> it's up on the page. You just got to select the corresponding emoji to the team that you want to support. It is up there. It's ready Look to go. How fast that happened. I, Let's I hope go. Mine's, I hope mine's the like. It's the easiest oh, one. I'm going to sell myself out here right now. No, you, you're, hey, you're you, the laughing. Hey, which so one, you, you cannot vote. Us five cannot vote. 
No, yes, you can. Oh, just time out. Yeah, just what vote for Dexter, yourself. Dexter, 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 five pin no, universe just voted. Five pin universe just voted. That's an angry face. That's an angry one. I just changed it to angry. Way to go, Dexter. I'm not changing it. Somebody else can. No, it's angry now. It's angry now. Um, you know what? I have plenty of profiles I can go under and do this. That's perfect. Um, well, why do you have burner accounts, Tim? Exactly. I'm, uh, all I'm going to say is why everyone... do you have burner accounts, Tim? <laughs> well, can I use Sure Bull on there? I can I use E5? No. Oh, everyone, uh, vote the caring emoji. Um, thirty-one hours, and I'm <laughs> and I might do. Another uh, broom to the face. Could could you have said so that we want any you more robotically? Them. What was wrong with you? Well, if I, if I vote, if I vote, if they win, I might do another video. You, you couldn't come, possibly do that again. That natural. But I, I want to sell. I'm going to sell out. Also, have to do a video, so it's a win-win. The if they I'm, don't I, vote. It's okay. We got this. Don't worry. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think we'll wrap this up. I said Mike. Let's, uh, let's do our draw for the All-Star Giveaway. And uh, you guys have anything else you want to bring up before we do this? No, uh, but I'm going to take off. i got to go to work. But take care, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. See you, Mitch. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, Thanks. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Mystery guest. <laughs> for life. <Yeah. laughs> All righty. Let's get this draw up. Hopefully I left it up. I guess i got to go vote. How do I vote as myself? I gotta go up here. <laughs> Look at you guys cheating. <laughs> Alright, let's show the screen. Alright, good luck for everybody that uh, entered the draw. 29 entries. Oh, I, should take, I should take my people on my team. <laughs> she wins again. Wow. Like, where, where are the algorithms? Like, do we have repeat winners every week? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but no congratulations. Worries. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, Carol. Um, so, yeah. So, I for everybody that's listening, we do have open trials this weekend. So, uh, good luck. Oh, Lenny Anseth, you just go to 5-Pin Universe on Facebook. And uh, it is the topic at the very top of the page. You pick your team by voting with an emoji, so. <laughs> hey, Tim, could you turn down the breathing, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anybody else that's playing the Open this weekend, good luck, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Do we have a guest for next week lined up there, Tim? Yeah, um, Perry Gillum. Perry Gilliam's oh, wow. going to hop on. Yeah. yeah, great. Great person. Great bowler. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks, everybody. Take, take care, everyone.